What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies Present the Nationalist Inquirer, your midweek dose of all kinds of fun stuff. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight joining me is one Mr. Reinhard von Krieger. Hello. What's up? Uh, I just want to say I know that I missed two shows, but I swear I had nothing to do with the monkey thing. Well, I disavow it all. But, okay. Well, we'll see about all that. Also, returning this evening, helping us out uh, in our search for our possible intern, uh, Grognak. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Good to have you. Um, you had a good time on the show the other day with the, the Pennsylvania spoop? Oh, yeah. It's been fun. It hasn't ended. I've been <laughs> doing uh, some homework for you guys since. We do. We have a lot of homework going on. Um, we're we're heavy into the show prep. It's actually uh, it's a little bit overwhelming. I'm gonna need you to cut back just a little bit. You're making the rest of us look bad, Grognak. Okay, so um, <laughs> no, but for real, you're you're, you're doing a great job uh, helping us out. We have we have a lot of good stuff coming for the next few shows. As a matter of fact, um, very interesting topics coming up in the next couple content shows, but this isn't the content show. This is the, the nationalist inquirer with brand new cover art. Thank you, Reinhardt. That's oh, my pleasure. <clears throat> well, and thank you listeners as well. Y'all chose the actual uh, main theme. I hope you guys enjoy it. Yes, we will definitely be doing it like that from now on. So what do we do about every, about every couple months we change it up every eight shows yeah. or so. Yeah. About six or eight every, weeks. Every, Yeah. So next time we change it up, we'll put another poll out there on our Telegram channel, uh, which is about to hit 18,000. Again, I mean, it's like 1,000 a week. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, I never thought. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I never thought that, like, talking about this kind of stuff with your boys on a podcast. Instead of going to therapy, because, you know, that's what it is. It's like, I've seen that meme. It's like, you know... Boys will do anything to get out of do- going to therapy, including start a podcast, you know. <laughs> and, you know, we've we've slipped through the, uh, knock on wood, but we slipped through any sort of, like, shadow banning or anything like that. We've actually been uh, good boys on our we, channel. We have, yeah. We've, we've been really good boys. Uh, we have the... Uh, the the uh, what do you call it the post Gestapo you know make, make, takes a good once over before it gets out there. No, actually, all right, <laughs> right. We don't have we don't have any sort of we don't, we don't have any sort of guy at the wheel monitoring these posts. It's just everybody knows what to say and what not to say, except for Alex. What the fuck, Alex? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Jack four point dude. The guy goes through channels like Skull used to go through like Twitter handles, I guess. And that wasn't handles, but accounts. Man. Remember well, Twitter? Well, that's a good thing about Telegram is it doesn't like nuke your entire account, just the channel. Right. Unless you're Lorquin and then you're just fucked. Yeah. Then you, you know, have three chats with not that many people, which is not an insult, but not that many people in a very niche thing. And you still get canned. <laughs> yeah. Not just his chat, like him and everything is like, get the fuck off of Telegram, nerd. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's because he doesn't have Rose. Mm. I've seen Rose around in a lot of people's chats recently. She gets around. Well, ho. She's she's doing some work. Doing very our buddy, good. Work, uh, our buddy Balrog is falling for her, I think. He's simping. Oh boy. 
Don't simp for bots, dude. You're proving <laughs> you're proving the World Economic Forum right. You will own nothing. You will simp for bots. You will never have a real woman. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix is crying somewhere. Right. Not, yeah. <laughs> not only will you not be a real woman, Tranny, but you straight guys will never be with a real woman. Oof. Yeah. I saw, something about, I saw something about Zoomer dating, and it's, they're, like, literally retarded. Oh, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. I work with a few of them, and they're all single, obviously. The things that I hear are just absolutely awful. It really is like I just got the last the last helicopter out of Saigon. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad. No, it really is. Oh. It's terrible. I don't know. I don't know what to do about it, dude. It's terrible. Like my my kid's gonna. Oh man, he's gonna have to date in this. Thank God, a lot of our people have kids. We can just mix it up like that. Uh, white arranged marriages. Absolutely, and you don't do them like like they sh- like you know they show in the movies where you just show up and dump the 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 woman off as your husband. That's not how you do it. You raise no. the kids together. You let them play together. They grow up together. You always make sure they're together. Together, you know. Yeah, make yeah. sure they're best friends and they right. actually care about each other. Right. And then you know, one parent gets a few goats. The other gets a you know small sum of money or a very large sum of money. Right. Depending. Depending, of course. Right. A few factors. Right. You know, and there's no equity in that. It's because nothing is equal. So no, I mean, we are misogynists here. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is is that's how it goes. That's how it goes. And you make sure your kids, you know, your kids are raised properly and the your friends or whoever's uh these parents are. You know, you want to make sure they're of quality as well. So. Yeah, make sure they're not crazy. Yeah, and that's how you. Well, and that's how we're developing community helps. So, right there you go. There's that. There's my plug for community. Right. <laughs> you need community, otherwise your kid's gonna end up having to do like Castizo futurism or something. Don't say we never gave you any real practical life advice. Right here on the paranormies. Right. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, we've given advice on like how to kill zombies. I'm pretty sure. Which, if the CDC has zombie advice, then we should probably dole out a little bit here and there. No? Yeah, but our zombie advice, I feel like, is more accurate <laughs> in the CDC. Right. Shoot him in the head and yell, I hate the Antichrist. Right. Yes. Basically. Say a prayer while you're We're doing it. We're probably overdue for a zombie episode, actually. Have, you, have, have we done an official one? I don't think there's ever been an official official zombie episode, but we talked about the zombie fungus, the ant fungus that turns ants into zombies. We've talked about, um, uh, when we did voodoo, we talked about those, the flowers that they, um, that are from Haiti and from South America that you can create the, the poison that puts you into a zombie like trance state. Um, we've mentioned that kind of stuff, but that was official serpent over the rainbow, right? Serpent in the Rainbow was the, yeah, that was the, man, that one movie. I was the, don't let him bury me. I'm not dead. Oof. That was weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like literal Santa Rita, you know, or whatever. It yeah. Is. Literal voodoo. And they used those plants and come to find out the only place 
again, the only place in the United States where those plants grow is in California, in L.A., near Hollywood, and in Berkeley, near, you know, UC Berkeley, which is interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So the mind control plants, these are the things that, like, in South America, um, you know, like thieves and whatever will make the powder and or buy it. I don't know how they, I don't know how that stuff works down there. Um, and they will use it to rob, uh, rob tourists. Like you'll just wake up in your hotel room and you won't remember anything, but you'll have gone to the ATM, taken out all your money, given it to this person, you know, got yourself butt raped and left. <clears throat> yeah. The powers of suggestion that, uh, that this poison, can administer and with a healthy dose of, I'm sure, black magic in some places. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Actually, we do have, uh, speaking of Haitian voodoo stuff, um, uh, one of our friends, House G, provided me with an excellent uh, video edit of information. So it looks like we will be taking another trip down to Haiti at some point here soon. Really? Yeah, uh, not specifically on zombies, but there is actually connection there. It has to do with uh, some of their, some of their beliefs. Um, they're Loa, they're yes. like half god people. Yeah, the Loa. We did. We talked a. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We talked a bit about the Loa when we we did the uh, the voodoo episode. That was season four, I think. Ah, oh, so long ago. I know, right? This is season seven, dude. Seven seasons of the Paranormies. People still want to hear this stuff. This is great. <laughs> twice a week now, too. Yeah, twice a week for now. Maybe maybe more are coming soon. Who knows? Yeah, soon, TM. We have yes. things to, worry, to work out. We have, yes, there are logistics and all kinds of other things. Some construction projects, <laughs> if you will. Um, so. Good time to donate, right? Absolutely, yeah. Good time to donate. Now that crypto is taking an absolute shit. Maybe get me started. I saw something the other day, actually, on that. It said, uh, what, we had one of the worst stock market days since Black Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the Dow was down 900 and something points the other day. I mean, like, fake yeah. line go down, but, like, whatever. Yeah. A lot of things went down. Yes. Like, hardcore. Yes. But, I don't know. It, whenever we see that, we know it always bounces back at some point. Whenever they want it to, they will bounce it right back up. Well, if they want to, and that's the thing, the entire thing is completely manipulated and fake and gay, you know, as usual. Just got to wait for Elon Musk to tweet. Well, he did. Oh, didn't I have a loan scum thing? Oh, I don't have a, I don't have a thing for loan scum. And I know I dropped an Elon thing in the chat that is not in the show prep. Oof. Um, was it a tweet from him? It might have been. It was something about. Uh, somebody taking Dogecoin. It was a Dogecoin. Oh yeah, Elon Musk dares McDonald's to accept Dogecoin. Yes, there we go, there we go. In some sort of weird bid to be relevant with people who eat off the dollar menu, Elon Musk, yeah. Elon Musk, like reaches out to McDonald's. I'm surprised he didn't use a meme like, what do you want from McDonald? You know, a burger. I don't know, like, or something. Like, because everything he does is a meme. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know. Don't there, there was that guy uh, last year going around. It was one of those Jewish guys. Someone's brother. And he was trying to get McDonald's employees to join OnlyFans, and he was going to give them a discount. Remember that? That was McDonald's targeted, too. I did not know that OnlyFans also targeted McDonald's. Interesting. interesting. That's interesting. Jerry Seinfeld's brother? Someone? Not a Seinfeld. I'll find out. Jesus. No, just it, wild, Johnny. Amazing. Wild. It's just wild. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Let's see. Where do we want to start this week, man? We have a, a lot, lot of stuff has happened. Yeah, we actually do have quite a lot to get through. Um, well, do we want to start with science? We can kick it off with some uh, some entertainment. I mean, sure, we can start off with start off with the science. Let's do science stuff. So, science stuff. Me and by science, we mean like we'll end up talking about COVID because it's in there. Um, but Scottish researchers develop AI-based X-rays to detect COVID may replace PCR tests. So these Scottish researchers have developed these new x-rays based on AI technology that are likely to replace the current PCR tests for detecting COVID-19 infections. Um, that kind of sound a little weird. I mean, basically, they take an x-ray and they compare it to a database. And then the AI decides what is what and what is, you know... What, what if there's a match? So the so the AI is going to do basically a captcha on and match up your <laughs> your uh, X-ray with X-rays of three thousand others with a ninety eight percent success accuracy rate. Yeah, this is actually using uh, similar technology uh, called uh, they call it deep convolutional neural network, but yeah, an AI neural network that's commonly used in those websites like Wombo and uh, other art sites where you can just type in a description and AI generator will create a picture. Oh yeah. Um, where it makes those really freaky pictures of everything. Yeah. If anybody remembers on telegram, some of us were doing it for a while and you type in like antichrist or Nephilim or something. And it drew up these absolutely ridiculously satanic images. Uh, These things are weird. Yeah. But, you could put yeah, they use these algorithms and image databases to build these images supposedly, but these neural networks also learn. Even right. if they're not using a database. Right. It's, they're definitely learning networks as well. Right. So yes, they have a database of around three thousand images uh from and it says here from COVID nineteen patients, healthy people, and people with viral pneumonia. That neural network can easily learn from those images and create conclusions and bring up its own diagnosis. Right. So now you're going to get diagnosed whether whether you're COVID positive or COVID negative by an AI, what do they call it, a convoluted neural network? Yeah, I just call it AI neural network. Yeah. What was the actual name for it? Oh, deep convolutional neural network. Deep convolutional neural network. Yeah, that... That sounds like something I want diagnosing me. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, our friend Dan uh, from that campfire show and I were talking about this because he's done a lot of searching into some of these uh, neural network companies, which, by the way, are all shady as crap. They're ridiculous. Some of them mm-hmm. even uh, uh, are owned through shell corporations that also sponsor transhuman, uh, like transhumanism right. nonprofits. Right. Um, but. 
some of the implications for this, I mean, imagine going in, getting an x-ray, and they can create through this neural network, they can teach it to create whatever diagnosis that they desire and show you the picture and, and you'll believe it, right? Your normal science-believing person will not question what the x-ray tells them. Right. Right? Well, that's what the picture says. I mean, the picture says what the picture says. I mean, this is your body. Right, it's your body. Um, the, so the x-ray took, yeah, the, the x-ray machine took a picture and this machine diagnosed it and told you what it is. I mean, it wouldn't be here if it wasn't doing its job. Right. <laughs> and who knows how this is going to work with, I mean, let's say all the, the nanotechnology, you know, the, uh, the oh, yeah. metals, the poisonous metals that are in your body. Um, they can diagnose or hide any sort of diagnosis that they would desire. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be able to manipulate diagnoses however they like. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not doing that. I'm not letting AI diagnose. You know, my my illnesses. Um, and I know there's some people out there. Are people that are like, oh, why not? I mean, it's just you know, it's just as easy. It makes it easier. It takes human error out of it. Does it though? <laughs> <laughs> and humans are the ones teaching it right right there's there's that there's that and there's also the whole like like you know i don't use self-checkout at the store because i'm not an employee of that store you know there's <laughs> same reason why i want a doctor or whatever. if i'm gonna get diagnosed with something first of all i'm gonna do it like <laughs> you know what are i mean you, are you sure you don't want uh naeem ramzan Oh, no, 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 no. Naeem Ramzan, that's like an Arab doctor. That's actually... Ramzan, was that... I don't know. He's an Arab doctor out of the University of West Scotland. Oh, boy. So he's Scottish. Yes, yes, he's a, he's a Scot. He's a native Scotsman. Well, you know, they did actually just announce that uh, the future of Scotland is Asian today. Was that today? I thought that was yesterday, but that's I saw that and I was like, woo! <laughs> The future of Scotland is brown. I think it's exactly what he said. <laughs> Those were his exact words. That's the prime minister, right? Oh, the brown man. Is he the brown prime? No, he's not a prime minister. He's a World Economic Forum guy or something. I don't remember who said that. But it's somebody in the great, in the like, in involved in the Great Reset, which is also the Great Replacement. Like, it's not like they're not interchangeable. Well, there, guy. Um, well, I know. Yeah, here it is. Am I getting too conspiratorial for you? The headline from paragkana.com. Yeah, mass migration is coming and the future of Scotland is Asian. Huh. We will see a... Wait. <laughs> we will see a brownification of Scotland as demographics and mass migration coalesce to change the complexion of the West. Okay, I, I was right. Okay, I did hear brown. Brownification. The, this 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 nigga said the brownification. He even said it himself. And they're calling it here the Great Migration. Yeah, Doctor Parag Khanna, the world's leading intellectual on migration. Hmm. Yeah, great migration, the Great Reset, the Great Replacement, all the same thing. Yep. yep. Sorry, was that a little too Glenn Beck? Man, be careful. And then a like oh, sorry. Steven Crowder action going on. I'm sorry, I don't wanna 
get kicked off our own website here. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't talk shit about don't talk shit about the new Fuhrer. <laughs> I can't wait to read his book, dude. I really want to read that book. Is it out yet? Is is is, uh, is his book out yet? Gognac? Is it out? I'm not sure. You're talking about his Agenda 21 book? No. The new one, The Great Reset. Oh, I don't know. That's He put out Agenda 21 like a long time ago, I, though, like I, a decade ago. Dude. Um, oh, it it looks like it is out. It is out? Hang on. Okay. See, the Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism yes. arrives on bookshore, arrived on bookshore, bookstore shelves. Good Lord, I can't talk. Uh, Tuesday, so that was... Okay, so it was this week. Like last week, two weeks ago. Okay, when was this article? The 15th. Saturday the 15th. Okay, and today is the 20... 25th. 25th. So about two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks. Okay, so two weeks. Damn it. I should have this book and have halfway devoured it by now. <laughs> I'm going to the bookstore tomorrow. What, you're driving three hours? What, to a bookstore? I don't know what the closest... I mean, I know what the closest bookstore is to you, but I don't know how far away it is. It's Barnes & Noble. Like, what other bookstore is there nowadays? Books A Million. Oh, that's right. There's a Books A Million. There's two books. Still kicking. There's two Books A Millions around me, uh, which is cool. They have a very large manga section and a very large, um, like... Oh, Johnny. No, my kid loves anime now, so... It's fine. Uh-huh. It's I, Dude, I am so not... I have no idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know Attack on Titan. I've, I've, I've watched a bunch of that, whatever is out of that. And so he's into, he's into that and he's into that Naruto. 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 I don't know how to say it. As he looks over at his, at his Naruto body pillow in the corner. Naruto body pillow. Is that how you say it? Naruto? Okay. Nar- yeah. Nar- Naruto. Okay. Naruto. Okay. So he's into that. He's, He's a kid, so he's allowed to. You know, there's not look, it's better than some of the other stuff these kids are into nowadays. It's better than comic books nowadays. It really is, because comic books are absolutely terrible nowadays. Uh speaking of terrible comic books, dude, there's a literal uh I guess it's entertainment, but um Where is it? Where is it? Damn oh, it. the Batgirl movie? Well, there's the Batgirl movie. And there's a bunch more, but we'll get into that after when we actually get into the entertainment section. Um, yeah, we're still in science. So with science, so now we have AI doing yeah. COVID testing, which is better than Chinese anal swabs, which are back. <laughs> Did you see that? The Chinese butt swabs are back. <laughs> the meme is back? No. Well, they're literally doing it. Um, for... I guess the Olympics. Are they doing the Olympics in China or something about the Olympics in China again? I don't know. There's also some... another news: uh, U.S. Navy ships start docking in China. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're all for the butt no, swabs. No coincidence, right? Uh, all right, we're still on COVID, so no vaccine mandates. So Biden withdraws his. Department of Labor mandate, the uh, the one that says that companies with at least 100 workers have to have COVID mandates, vaccine mandates. Yeah, they get to withdraw that because the Supreme Court killed off that mandate. So now there's no mandates except for healthcare workers. Literally no mandates, bro. Literally none. 
And the military. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obvious, duh, obviously. But I mean, you know, we're at like a 74% vaccination rate nationwide, supposedly. Nationwide, like civilians or our military? Just as um, the current adult vaccination rate in the U.S. stands at about 74%. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's some states right. are some states are more, some states are less. Connecticut, 76. Massachusetts, 78. Maine, 77. Vermont, 79. Or no, that's New Hampshire. Vermont, 69. Vermont, New Hampshire, 79. Louisiana. Those are really surprising. Right. Louisiana, 52. Alabama, 49. Also not surprising. Right. Idaho, 48. Colorado, 50. That's actually kind of low for Colorado. Interesting. Yep. Mississippi, 50. Missouri and oh. Arkansas are both 52, uh, 52 and 54, respectively. Tennessee, 52. Illinois, 66. You know, California, only 68. Washington, 70. Not so. shocking. What about Florida? Florida, 65% of adults. Wow. Hawaii, 76. So yeah, so 74% of the country is vaccinated anyways. So like the mandate, whether, I mean, the threat of the mandate is what really did what it was supposed to do. Right. That's the thing. And that's, that's what we've been saying this whole time is, you know, even if they did repeal the, um, even if they did repeal the military thing or lighten up on it, even if they do take away civilian mandates or federal worker mandates, most everybody still went and got vaccinated because they were scared. So right. they still got everybody down and they they uh, were able to lower the amount of unvaccinated and pretty much get the unvaccinated on a list as far as federal workers go. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, they have it in a system because anytime, you know, military or federal worker goes to to a uh, like a VA hospital or somewhere on on a base that they work at, you know, they're they're telling them, no, I'm not vaccinated. And of course, they put that into their record. Right. And it's the same thing with government contractors who did not get vaccinated and other other companies who requested vaccination status from their employees. Right. Most people give it up willingly. Again, like it's it's the um, terms and conditions thing. You know, it's the human sentai pad. People just click yes to accept the terms and conditions. They don't read. Nobody reads. Yeah, and when you do read, you come across, you know, the uh, the zombie apocalypse terms and conditions in uh, Amazon's what is it? Their uh, their game engine that they yeah, own. Yeah, for loggers. I forgot what it's called. It's like a some sort of a wood cutting reference, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? It's Amazon. But yeah, I know they have it in their in their their game engine software licensing agreement. They they have a whole section on the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and and preparation <clears throat> like preparation standards and things like that. Things they can and can't do. It's very odd. Yeah, know. you know, it is, it is weird. It's just a little haha thing that you know that maybe the little programmer guys just stuck it in there to see if people was paying attention. It's just a joke from an incel. Right, right. Some incel. Yes, just have sex, sweetie. What? <laughs> just have sex, incel. Oh, okay. Like, I, don't, I never understood. I never understood that was like. 
Have, have you been reading the OnlyFans girls posting their L's Twitter account? Oh, God. <laughs> that one. <laughs> it's kind of like fat people hate. You You don't want to scroll, but you just keep going. Yeah, you get stuck You get stuck looking for a while. And then it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe. I can't believe I've been. My, both my legs are asleep right now. <laughs> Talk about Zoomer dating. Ugh. Right. You, 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 only, you only look at this kind of stuff when you're on the toilet because it's the only place where you feel comfortable enough. You're like, well, I'm taking a shit anyways. You know. Wait, you don't pull that stuff up at work and have the uh, computer screen just visible to the entire office? No, I don't work on in that. People hate. Oh no, we don't. We don't. We don't put that kind of stuff on our computers. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> There's none of that. Yeah, not on a not on a computer that requires a card to get into it. Right. Yeah. A call from an MCI. Uh, or OSI or OSS or CIA or yes, F- F- yes one of the many <laughs> or the FB or the FCC yeah, or the FAA or the <sighs> yes imagine being the Fed handler that has to go through all of the internet history on OnlyFans girls posting their elves to make sure you're not being uh, not being hateful oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm surprised sure- more Feds don't get radicalized by reading some of the internet history they have to. I, honestly, I don't believe that that goes on anymore at this point, dude. No, I really don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, like some things are bad, but do I really think that feds are? I, I don't want to say that because they're going to listen and be like, "Oh yeah, we we are too big and scary," you know. But <laughs> well, no. Now now we know they're outsourcing to you know Asians who own like tens of thousands of tw- of Telegram accounts. So they can keep posting about Robert Malone and Team Trump. Oh my God, the bots! Plandemic yeah, Two is they... coming out. Plandemic Two, don't forget. Yeah, they don't have to monitor us anymore. They just spam everything with bots. The son of Steve Bannon's wife's nephew, <laughs> Marvin K. Bannon, is now on Telegram. Like, what the hell? Sometimes I, I read the post and I, and I laugh because I, I think that sometimes it's somebody trolling us, but then it's like, no, it's not. A, it's a bot. Well, I know people that have actually talked. Uh, one of our one of our mutual Telegram friends has spoken with some of these quote bots before, and, and a lot of them are actually people that sit there at like an internet cafe in Asia with like thirty tabs open, all on different Telegram accounts, and just copy paste, copy paste. And do they get paid to do that? Yeah. They get paid, dude. They get paid like five hundred bucks, uh, like a period for what they do. What's a period? Like I don't a day. Don't I'll do it. I just remember the. <laughs> I just remember the five hundred dollar. I think it was like five hundred a day. Somebody said they were making in their foreign currency. But if that's it's so, like in in Thailand, they'd be like two million baht. Probably. I just wanted to say that. You just wanted to flex. I don't know. It's I don't know how much it is. I don't know the conversion at all. No, I mean the fact that you just knew what the Taiwanese, the Thailand uh, currency is. That's not a flex, dude. If you if you happen to know, like, if you know what the currency and the conversion is, you're probably sus. <laughs> Nobody goes to Thailand for unless it's like a, a stop because the the navy stops there. I know guys that have stopped there because their their ship stopped there. But if you go visit Thailand for anything other than like a Muay Thai. Uh, like a Muay Thai, uh, um, not a convention. God damn it. Tournament. Thank you. 
yeah. like a Muay Thai tournament. Other than that, like, like yeah, if you're not going over there to be like Frank Dukes, or missions work, doing bla- or yeah, I guess mission work would work. But other than that, you're suspect because there's a lot of lady boys over there and a lot of sexual tourism, and that's fucking gross. Yes, it's all old old Brits and old Russians. Yeah, and a, and a lot of guys. Oh man, never mind. I I always know every time I go somewhere on like a big job, somebody knows. What was that, Grog? Whores and farmers. Whores and farmers. That's right. Literal whores and farmers. Yes. That's the entirety of, of Vietnam at this point. We pretty yes. much agent oranged everything else to death. <laughs> um, agent orange a population into whoredom. Right. Well, I mean, it, dude, it's what happened in Asia. I mean, the, the comfort girls and all that stuff, like with Japan and Korea, Vietnam. The Red Cross goes the bio- in. And, the Red Cross goes in and sets up whorehouses. <laughs> the bio destruction of some jungle. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then yeah, and then all the all the army guys, you know, your your GIs get to go. They they go and they they bang all the Asian broads because they have nightmares from killing all the Asian kids in the jungle. So instead of the age old like trees start screaming meme, it's now like trees start moaning. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on back to COVID. Yes. Um, what Do we want to take a little trip north? Oh, you want to talk about Canada right now? I mean, we can. Well, I was going to say, though, so the Daily Mail article talks about how this is humiliation for Biden as he withdraws his COVID vaccine mandate. Um, I don't think it's humiliation at all. I think incrementalism is with these guys is fine. They know they got a good percentage of the country vaccinated by pushing the fake mandates. Uh, we knew that there were going to be challenges. We knew it was going to go to the Supreme Court. We knew that that was going to happen. And we knew that the Supreme Court was going to strike it down. Like These are things that everybody here and anybody that knows us knows that we've said the entire time. And then that was not the point. The point was, is to have the mandate and have the companies do the anarcho tyranny like they're doing, like your Carhartts, like your Nikes, like your city groups, you know, even though Starbucks dropped, dropped theirs, uh, city group hasn't city group, you know, flexes way more power than Starbucks does. Right. <clears throat> so well, Nike. And, and they say here, like his approval rating also at 39%. Right. Uh, which is, you know, the lowest of, I think it's any recent president. Um, they don't care. They do not care. If there's anything that should be learned from the past few years, they do not care about what, quote, public opinion says. They don't because they have the power. They don't care that Supreme Court is fighting against mandates or any local court, any circuit uh, at a state level. Is fighting. They don't care that a judge granted an injunction to thirty-something Navy SEALs uh, who, you know, tried to sue the the military right. over the vaccine mandate. Because, like you said, Johnny, their intended effect has been achieved, and it will continue to be achieved incrementally. Right. Oh, but Johnny, you were wrong, though. You're wrong. They have the money to keep going. I mean, I, I saw something today. Um, most of the millionaire class are something like 20% richer. 20 right. to 50% richer over the last two years. Right. right. Easily. Yeah. Easily. So they're not the losing. Largest transfer of wealth in history. I said that from the beginning when this whole COVID bullshit started. 
back when the fake Chinese videos were coming out in 2019. Good Lord. When we were, when we were laughing at the fake China videos, uh, I was saying that this was going to be, this was huge and it was going to be the largest transfer of wealth in history and watch for it. And right off the bat, it was, I mean, they did the two big stimulus bills, right? Which are, or they came out to like six trillion dollars total, or something like that. Yeah, something in that in that ballpark. Five. It was like three point nine and one point three point one, and then one point nine or something like that. I don't remember. It was a lot. These but, scandals are always massive money laundering opportunities, right? And the money is tertiary, anyways. You know, uh, right? The control mechanism, getting the more control mechanism established, and you know, and, and extending their power. Well, it's easy to look at tw- Telegram channels, Twitter accounts that are posting videos, you know, like COVID red pills. They post videos from all different countries uh, of, of riots and uh, protests, you know, that are going on. Belgium was the big one that was in the news over the past few days. Massive riots supposedly there. Um, I mean, the, the video show there were a lot of freaking people in the streets. Um, so wonder no government building burned down. But that's the thing. It's easy to get caught up in this idea that, yeah, things are, are turning around. The Supreme Court knocked knocked down the mandate. Government or Governments around the world are scared because people are rising up. <laughs> governments are not scared <laughs> oh, at all. Oh, no. Oh, no. The citizenry are mad. Just They're- look at the prime minister of Australia. Just look at that absolute baboon Jacinda Adern down in, in New Zealand. They yeah. don't care. They don't. They don't <laughs> care. None of them. You're talking about the the prime minister of of New South Wales. That, yes, not the, of all Australia. Yeah, sorry, that retard. The president of New. It's like the prime minister of the country and then the president of all the states. Right? Is that how it works? I think I don't know. Yeah, it's like backwards. It's like a combination of the United States and England. Yeah. Um. And, and- but. No, I was just going to say somebody on the ground, like uh, Blair down in Australia. You know, he's he said the exact same thing. It's like all these all these protests and people rising up and these great videos and everything. It amounts to nothing ultimately. These people they bloviate for hours through megaphones and nothing actually happens. And yeah, then everybody was... goes home thinking, you know, patting themselves on the back, thinking that the government's afraid. Seventeen thousand doctors came together, and all these people on the at the. Uh at the mall in Washington, D.C., and they had a big protest where the doctors got up there and the one doctor did the did the, the okay thing, did the 666, the whole time he talked, you know. The, and they talked about, you know, this doctor and that doctor and all. They said, we have 17, oh, that's more than the NIH. That's more than the, what's, what's really happening, you know. Is there going to be some grand investigation? Are people going to be held to some Nuremberg trial? Nuremberg 2.0, they said. Because these Nazis need to pay. You're looking just as retarded as a Q-tard. Oh, yeah. (sighs) These people are Q-tards that say racist things. (laughs) What? No, I'm talking about... Who are you talking about? The Q-tards that say racist things. What are you talking about? Oh, never mind. I may have misunderstood. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about the normies that went to that stupid. Oh, yeah. Doctor Malone and Doctor this guy and Doctor that one and Doctor all the ones that that they make the bots for. 
You know, Dr. So-and-so is now on Telegram. Doctor, this one is now on Telegram. This doctor is under investigation by the CIA. That, that, those oh, believe me, all I've heard about recently at, at work when it comes to, to COVID stuff is Robert Malone on Joe, on Joe Rogan. Yes, that that's terrible. And then he had Adam Curry on there from No Agenda talking about, on Joe Rogan, talking about how Robert Malone is probably an op, which is pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny, actually. I didn't know that happened. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, which is interesting because, you know, Joe Rogan just kind of nods and smiles and does the Joe Rogan thing. But uh, he basically, I forgot what, I forgot exactly what Adam Curry said, but um, he called, he called um, moon landing believers retards. Pretty much. I mean, that I, isn't a lie. I, That's that's also fair. Yeah. You know I don't. You know I don't like calling people names. I mean, we don't do that. We don't add hominem attacks. But I mean, they are retarded. So there's a difference. <laughs> there's a state of being. Absolutely. You're in a state of. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, anyway. So yeah, Doctor Malone is the COVID is like the now the new COVID authority on everything. But the thing with him is, it's like he doesn't want you to take the mRNA vaccines. He wants you to take his new safe vaccine because COVID is a real right. thing. He's long still co- for mandatory vaccination, right? And he's also, he's, I forgot about that. That's true. He's also, um, oh, that threw me off. But uh, he's hundred percent virus is real. Is what I'm going to say. And that too. Which is like totally cringe, bro. You've used sus and cringe. I'm doing it on show. purpose. Come on, when it's I just when I do, I know. It's, when I do stuff like that, I do it on purpose. Okay. He he has a zoomer. Okay. I don't have a zoomer. He's a little younger than a zoomer. What he has they? he has asked if he, he has asked if he could get a perm though. I almost like. What? He's like, can oh, I get a perm, Dad? I'm like, I'm like, no, dude. Everybody that has a perm is like a quarter black. That's why they have the perm. The the Pepe cringe face with the cigarette. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, uh, dude, you're not getting a perm. Well, a couple of guys at school got it. I was like, last year. I'm like, no, no, you're not getting a perm. Get out. Which <laughs> is not asking for other stuff. No, now we just do the short thing, and 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 then it was like everybody on the basketball team is getting lightning bolts on the side of their head. Can I get that too? Like, no, you're not black. Yeah, but the whole team got it. <sighs> the whole team was jumping off a bridge. Would you do it, Dad? <laughs> I was like, dude, dude, your hair grows back. It's fine. Just do it. I honestly don't care. I did all the hair things. Well, I was a '90s kid. I did all the dumb hair things. Did you have colored hair? colored uh like a halloween but i did do um i did bleach my hair for you oh i did no way oh yeah you've never seen my old driver's license from like the 90s oh i'll have to show it to you i i I look like a reject from like a uh like a backstreet boys video or something i had like the oh dude i had the yeah i had like the bleach blonde hair with the black goatee like black full-on mustache and goatee the good van dyke yeah, it's bad. Oh, this is amazing. It was the 90s, you know? I know, I know. 
I had gone. I from, can't say a whole lot, but that is right. Funny. No, the '90s was like that that time when you could you could leave school on Friday as uh, you know as a skater and show back up on Monday as a you know as like a preppy kid or something. Like you could change your identity like every week if you wanted to. In the '90s, there were so many different identities you could fall into. And I went from like a long hair thing to the, I don't know. The chicks the dug face. it back in the nineties, <laughs> dude. It was the nineties. Who's what the fuck, man? I was, I was I was very young. I was very young. Um, it wasn't the smartest move. I ruined my hair for my life, probably. <laughs> my mom was so pissed. Uh, I just I just stick with the Brad Pitt from Fury cut. The undercut never failed me. Mm. The one time I tried to grow it out long, it started curling up at my shoulders, and I was like, "Eh, no, can't do this." Yeah, you gotta get get it past the shoulders to so get some weight on it. So then it, you just gotta. <laughs> yeah, but then, I, but then I, I also had a mustache, so I just ended up kind of looking like one of those weird guys who works at Spencer Gifts. Oh man, yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about, but no, you want to. That's the problem is you have to grow your hair past the dumb stage, and eventually it looks fine, but. There's that middle, that middle part where it looks really, really bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you get into get into the gay man bun territory. Uh, the man bun hadn't been invented when I had long hair, so I never did a man bun. Ooh, and then there was the uh, the Gen Z top knot look. Gen Z top knot. Oh god. Oh yeah, yeah. that was terrible. That happened back when I was bartending, and I wished I, I wished I could fire like everybody I worked with. They all had that. That's that's such a gay look. That was the worst thing ever. You'd look out from the back of the bar and just see all, all your servers walking around. Could pick them out from a mile away. Just the top of their head bouncing around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, what is uh what is our ice cream respecting president? Are we done with him yet? We got anything else for? Uh, there was alert. the son of a bitch comment. <laughs> you, oh. Would you like a 90s throwback real quick, Johnny? Sure, go ahead, Grog. You know what happened today in 1992? Today? was uh, 12, Yes, today. 12 countries from the European community created the European Union. Oh, today was the founding of the EU. Today. Well. Wait, that would make it 33 years. Huh. It's the 33rd anniversary of the U, the EJU. Right no, 30th. The oh, 30th? 30th? I'm sorry. Oh, man. All right, well, 30th. three seasons from now, we'll celebrate this again. Yeah, we got we got three years. A lot can happen in three years. Sure, sure. Uh, what else we got going on with this COVID stuff, Reinhardt, so we can get this out of the way and finished? Yeah, um, let's see. Scottish government. Oh, Scotland again. Um, Scottish government actually uh, just released a study that shows that people who have been vaccinated with two or three doses of the COVID-19 vaccine are more likely to become infected, be hospitalized, or die than people who are unvaccinated. Huh. Um, yep. Past four weeks, the Public Health Scotland data showed a rate of infection of 866 per 100,000 people for the double vaccinated, 481 per 100,000 for the boosted or triple vaccinated, and the unvaccinated had a rate of infection of 413 per 100,000. Interesting. Yeah. 
And the death rate was 50% higher for those who had two shots versus the unvaxxed. So what you're saying is the vaccines are bad. Vaccines are bad and nobody is going to care about this. This is just a conspiracy theory. Right. Also, um, I believe it was in France that a court ruled that an insurance company did not have to pay um, life insurance out to someone who died of a COVID-related vaccine injury um, because they signed up for an experimental medical procedure. Yeah. we. I mean, we knew that last year, like early last year. Right, but this is like an official... Yeah, this is an. The, I think this is the first official ruling. Um, yeah, it's an official ruling in the, in, the, in the country of France. The cheese eating surrender monkeys that they are. Oh man, remember that? Remember nine eleven and all that shit? And like freedom fries ain't French fries no more. God damn cheese eating surrender monkeys ain't on our side. Yeah, remember that? Now they're cheese eating porch monkeys. <laughs> right, and I don't think they eat cheese. They're lactose intolerant. Right. <laughs> yes, their lactose intolerant rate has has skyrocketed, as has the death rate. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's almost like side by side, almost parallels each other. It's weird. Mm. 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 Uh, Wonder why. Did, uh, did you guys mention last week too? I don't know if it happened. I don't know if it did happen in between these past two uh, national acquires or not. But Austria is now the first country in the world to. Uh, pass their mandatory vaccination for their entire population. Right, because, you know, vax mandates are going away, bro. Yep, but just here. Vax mandates are going away, and by the way, you're taxed if you're unvaccinated. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Uh, that's Austria and Canada they're setting up. Uh, you can't shop without being vaccinated. Um, they're doing the... They are, they are doing the mandates without doing the mandates. I don't know what to tell these people, but they are. Yeah, yeah, in large grocery stores, and they said it's it's specific to places like like Costco and Walmart, like mm-hmm. large department stores. I guess um, I guess they call them big box stores up there. They call them big but, box stores everywhere. Oh, okay. I've never actually heard that term before. Yeah, like um, Costco and Home Depot, and it's like a big box store. I guess yeah, buy in bulk. Um, but yeah, you you cannot shop uh, alone. For anything except for groceries and medical items, if you are unvaccinated, and if you are unvaccinated and go to one of these stores, you have to wait. And I have a picture of it. I I posted it in the prep chat last night. You have to wait in basically like the hockey penalty box, covered in plexiglass, for a an employee to come and escort you around to make sure you don't buy liquor, you don't buy books, video games, um, anything else. That's so. that's crazy. Hey, did somebody mention Fight Club earlier? Uh, I didn't. I thought, Grog, did you mention Fight Club earlier? Was it you? I don't know. Somebody mentioned it, but I just saw something that we'll have to do this in entertainment. It's very disturbing to me. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. 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 That makes me yeah, mad. We'll do I'm, entertainment next. I'm very angry right now. You can't ruin that like that. That's just terrible. You know what I'm talking about. I right? know. I know. Yeah. 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 Angry. Um, but yeah, uh, this, this law, this mandate is mm-hmm. specific to Quebec. Yes. Um, who is the only province in Canada who never signed their constitution back in 1982 
like a federal constitution mm-hmm. that guaranteed uh, federal rights for everyone. Right. So they don't technically have federal rights. And that was, uh, what was the guy's name? Is Justin Trudeau's legal father. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Trudeau. Pierre Trudeau. That's right. Pierre Trudeau. I, for some reason, I couldn't remember. I thought it was Jacques, but it's Jacques Cousteau. But yeah, Pierre Trudeau. I don't know. These are frogs, dude. <laughs> they're, they're, all these globalist frogs. Pedos and they're all the same. Well, Cousteau is just as bad. You know? That's true. Yeah. Um, but yes, so Pierre Trudeau signed the original constitution back in 1982 and Quebec did not sign on because they are Quebecois and they are not Canadian. And oh, guess what? <laughs> there you go. Well, now you're fucked. Yeah. Not that, that was, I'm saying state I, power I, is good or anything, but this is what happens, Larry. Right. Yeah, and Pierre Trudeau was the prime minister of uh, of Quebec at the time, or the whatever the head of state is for their province. Um, he was the head of, of state for Quebec. Um, so they have him to thank. Well, they do. And in a way, it's like one of those, well, I mean, they're getting hit with the mandates and they're not protected by this state's laws. But, you know, do you want to be protected by big government? It's like, you know, it's like, Kind of a catch twenty two in this I know. situation. I know, but you know what they're doing right now. They're not doing in many other places, and I don't think they're doing it anywhere else in Canada. I mean, I, I work with a guy who's from Montreal. He was just there for the holidays, and um, there's like the hardcore ten o'clock curfew. Nobody can go out. Um, anybody that is out there, they've got uh, police cars uh, just riding around with uh, mega like megaphones on the hood of the car that actually like drone out this very just draw message uh, to everybody stay in their doors after 10 o'clock. Anybody found outside will be picked up. Um, It's very dystopian. Yeah. It's ridiculous. People have been arrested. Like dude who works at night, he's a bartender trying to leave at like six, seven o'clock at night to go to work. And he gets picked up by the police. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But so, no, no, no. COVID stuff is just going away, guys. It's just going away. It's just gonna be gone. All the people and and well, now this is the pivot to the the pivot to the climate stuff. And like we hadn't said that was the plan. This is all acts in a script. And now, like well, we were saying, this COVID stuff's going away. All these countries, these people are standing up to the COVID tyranny, and the governments are like, oh no, we should probably stop doing all the tyranny because the people are mad now. That's well, how it just works. Like any other. Any other story, you have rises and falls in uh, in the, the narrative, what's the word, uh, conflict. Yes. You know, you have events that are powder kegs, you have lulls in the action, uh, but you always have something going on. It's like in the, the big battle, you know, when the enemy gets drawn back and the, uh, the protagonist is pushing forward, they think they're going to win, and then the enemy pulls out their, like, their last-ditch effort. Right, and then the giant elephants efforts. show up and, like... Right. Yeah. <laughs> fucking trolls. Yeah, fucking trolls. And the next thing you know, it's the dead guys over the hill with the dead people. But they're the good guys for some reason. They blow up the wall of Hems Deep. Right. Yeah. I mean, somebody blows the horn and the fires are lit. And I don't know, dude. There's, there's, I think I'm mixing movies right now. But, anyways, you know what I mean. <laughs> And then they toss they the dwarf. They pull you in, they lull you, and then they toss the dwarf. Yes. 
They, they, they lower you in absolute. Does, does, well, hold on. There's a there's a formula. I believe uh, Skull posted this, and one of his one of his 437 channels. You know the one I'm talking about. It's like a it's like a triangle. It's almost like a Pythagorean theorem, but it shows like a, the timeline is along the hypotenuse, and it shows the drop. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and. He explained it with like the drowning mouse scenario where you put the mouse in the water and it starts to drown. And so you pick it up and you know, you picked it up after 15 minutes, right? And now you, you let the mouse recover and you put the mouse back in the water and the mouse will swim indefinitely because it knew it, it thinks that somebody's coming to rescue it. So it's going to swim until somebody rescues it now. And right. We're at the letting the foot off the break stage right now. Yeah. They're, they're picking us up. They're, they're letting the foot off the gas for a while. Um, and then we're just going to be tossed right back in. So I don't understand how it's, it really, it's not that I don't understand. I'll, I'll rephrase it. It's really incredible how people fall into this sense of security when in so many other things, they've grown so mistrustful. They've learned not to trust the system in many different ways, but in this, they're they're still completely behind it. Yeah, I don't I don't get that either. You know, it's like, how are you following the narrative of the screen when you're the one, or the media, the media narratives? When when people are like, well, it's the media. The media is a lot of fake news. You know, fake news. How can you believe what's on? If you believe that the news is fake, then how can you believe anything they say? But oh, I guess you know they they can't lie all the time. Oh, but can they? Can't they, though? All the time. Yeah, always has been. (sighs) Um, So COVID stuff, um, the last thing I want to bring up was uh, the FDA takes away Regeneron while Biden government limits Sotrovimab. Sotrovimab. No. S-O-T-R-O-V-I-M-A-B. Satravimab. 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 Okay, here we go. But ensures there is plenty of remsdivir. What the fuck? Well, this is like some weird Swedish chef like guy make up the names of these 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 medicines. Oh, remdesivir. <laughs> yes. Oh man. So Satram these these sound like made up names of Russian things. <laughs> but there's pl- okay. So there's there's no more Regeneron. There's no more Satravmiab. And there's but there's plenty of remsdivir. And rems, remdesivir. Excuse me, remdesivir. 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 Okay, there's plenty of remdesivir, and that actually hurts people. Yeah, that is that, that is actually, the drug, and it's part of the protocol that has um, that has put so many people on a ventilator to just deteriorate until they die. They put and they put them in quarantine. Uh, their families aren't allowed to see them in a hospital for months on end until they get a call one day saying that their their loved one finally died. Of COVID. Right. Is that what they put Rob Skiba on? That's what they put Rob Skiba on. Uh, Russ Dizdar. Um, oh, who's the other flat earth guy? There was another. Um, like Gus Sanchez or something. Or something like that. There were, yeah, there were several people last year. Um, yeah, uh, weird. My huh? uncle was put on a ventilator and he, thank God he made it out, but he's now on oxygen. He has an oxygen tank wherever he goes. Jeez. Yeah, I mean that's the stuff that makes people, you know, say that there's something there. They're doing something, right? When they literally just leave you in a room, 
knocked out artificially, breathing in and breathing out all this dirty, disgusting air through this ventilator. Mm-hmm. And nobody's allowed to see you, of course, until until they get the call and they come pick up your corpse. Right. Wonderful. So glad there's more of that to go around. Right. So Regeneron's going away and the other one, Sotomayor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ron DeSantis said something about it too. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, he, he, why wouldn't he? He's fucking based. Right. Ron based DeSantis. Florida governor. Based Florida governor who, in, if there were an actual primary, is uh, like third or second. Trump's, Trump is like, would be way ahead. How terrible is that, that Trump might actually win if he runs? That Ron DeSantis would lose to Trump. That Ron DeSantis would lose to Trump. Trump would whoop Joe Biden's ass in the next election. Look, Ron DeSantis is not the God Emperor, okay? No. I'm just waiting waiting for Trump to win, and then he advocates it to a uh, a revitalized JFK Jr. Slash QAnon, slash Pleiadian God Emperor. You know he's going to destroy the cabal, right? Yes. Yes, that is that is in fact uh JFK Jr. right up there with his cousin RFK Jr. who's writing the books on Fauci. Right, that's his cousin, isn't it? RFK Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Man, these these Kennedy Jr. boys the Junior Kennedy Detective Squad. The ch- <laughs> The JKDS, the JKDS is going to take down the cabal. The Junior Kennedy Salvation Squad. Jesus Christ. It's JKSS. (laughs) Good Lord. All right. So one final COVID thing before we go to break. Uh, We're already a little bit into the break. Fuck it. Let's just do it. You recognize this? Games, games. Here's some games. Games that want to get out. <clears throat> See? More games. Games, they vegetize you. <clears throat> See? Yeah. If you play the games, you're voluntarily taking a tranquilizer. There you go. Recognize that? Anybody? Maybe. Grognak? Yeah, that was uh, Brad Pitt, wasn't it? That was Brad Pitt. That's Jeffrey. Jeffrey Goins. That's Jeffrey Goins. Meeting Jeffrey Goins from the movie 12 Monkeys. Uh, apparently 12 Monkeys were released in Pennsylvania accidentally the other day. And the CDC's test monkeys. I wasn't 12 of them. I think it was only eight. But uh, they were all rounded up save one. And the last monkey. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 100 lab monkeys. Good Lord. Yeah, like eight escaped. That's right. Eight of them escaped. Eight of them escaped. They were crab-eating or long-tailed macaques. I guess they're called crab-eating macaques because they um, eat crabs, I suppose. Uh, They're also known as the long-tailed macaque. So there were a hundred of them on a truck going to a CDC facility, I guess. And uh, these are lab monkeys. And uh, there was an accident near Scranton. In, uh, from Danville, excuse me. Uh, this was on this was on State Route fifty, State Route fifty four in Danville. Eight monkeys 
got out. One monkey was not recovered until later. But there was a woman, Michelle Fallon. So she she pulled over, I guess, and she was told that there were there were cats in the crates. So she reached over to pet them to find out it's monkeys. I noticed this is from her Facebook, I guess. I noticed there's three in each, and I was completely and I was completely broken. The other was half broken, so I knew four got away. So come home, go to bed. My aunt runs into news crew, was asked to do interview. They find out not to get close to the monkey. Well, tried to pet one. I touched the creates and walk in poop. And then was told to met police at the scene to talk about exposure, period. News crew was the I, I'm reading this as it is. I thought what they time? were CDC, so I, to them, end up doing interviews. Talk to police and the lady with CDC. I will getting a letter. I'm very low risk for I don't know what yet, but symptoms are COVID symptoms, like seriously, a day from hell. This sounds like the letter in the first Resident Evil, like when you find the guy's diary. I was just going to say that. And so as he's like, as he writes it, it's yeah. like itchy, scratchy, itchy. Like, you know, and at the end, it's just like, <laughs> this is literally like that, except it starts off like it's just one letter. It's not like a bunch of diary entries over the course of weeks. <laughs> well, she's, she said, uh, apparently she started developing symptoms of pink eye, a bad cough. Um, <clears throat> pink eye. Yeah. The monkey fart on her. <laughs> well, she said the monkey hissed at her, and there was feces around, and she had an open cut. So, what? What did she catch feces in her hand? I, I don't know. I don't. I'm glad all like, the worked out for us at least. Oh, what was that? I'm glad all the details are worked out for us at least. Right. Right. Well, yeah. We we already have we have several movie scripts already written out that tell us exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, so really, you just kind of, I mean, you pick, you have your pick from like five or six different routes of how this could go. Sure. It could be, uh, we could have 28 days later. Um, because, you know, we have the, the saliva, the movie. We have, uh, we have Contagion. We have 12 Monkeys. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. You know, I, I wouldn't be sad about that, but, you know. I, I, so Reinhardt, if one of these apes showed up, would you uh, hide it in your attic like a little Anne Frank ape? Look, these are monkeys. I just I want to make that distinction clear. Okay. <laughs> I thought macaques were apes. Uh, they're long-tailed. They have tails. They are not apes. Yeah, but some macaques have no tails. Ah ha ha. Yeah. Yeah, but these are all right, these are technically monkeys. All right, these ones. These ones are technically monkeys, and also they're these ones are not. And these ones are not like, like cute monkeys either. Macaques are not. What is wrong with this woman's face, dude? I I was literally just saying that a minute ago, like to Grognak. I sent it in the Skype. <laughs> it's weirdly puffy in the strangest spots. Like, are you sure you didn't have anything else going on before this? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Somebody put her on a no-fly list. <laughs> Well, now she's now she's definitely gonna have. Well, no, now that she's got the monkey pox or whatever the hell it's called, um, there's monkeys herpes. There's oh, on this article. What is the monkey herpes v- B virus? What? So there's severe. monkey herpes now. Can lead to severe brain damage or death if you do not get treated immediately. 
Develop small blisters in the wound area and the body that had contact with such an infected monkey. No known vaccines to protect against a B virus in- infection. Oh, good. So they're going to make a new vaccine. Yes, they're going to make a new vaccine for the herpes, the monkey herpes virus. That's. Dude, monkey herpes. Isn't that. I mean, can't you get you that from a prostitute in Detroit? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can get that in Thailand pretty easily, too. Right. Yeah, but that's from like an actual <laughs> Monkeys monkey. literally everywhere. Literal monkeys. Do you ever <laughs> see, speaking of monkeys in Thailand, do you ever see the uh, Animal Planet um, Romeo and Juliet rendition with monkeys? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I am not embarrassed to say that I sat through that entire thing. <laughs> Did you cry at the end? Was I supposed to? I didn't cry. Heartless bastard. Those monkeys, who cares? <laughs> That's true. I second that. Right. Okay, well, monkey monkey herpes, guys. So yeah, we have monkey pox, monkey herpes, and we have like all the conditions set up. We have our uh made up story about these cinemologous macaques. Um you know, they the residents had been warned to not engage the macaque. But apparently this woman seems to think that they were cats. I mean, obviously she was drunk already when she wrote that Facebook post, so I assume she didn't look and see anything from from them anyway. I don't know, dude. I tried to read it as best I could, and I left out some of the other bad grammar at the beginning. I was just like, fuck it. I'll just... (laughs) The the first two sentences are terrible. Like, Oh, I know. Did you see the pictures like halfway down to this? They caught them in a couple of trees. Uh, apparently they shot them. They shot them? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, dudes went. Dudes went monkey hunting. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the first time that's happened in Pennsylvania. Oh, the one that's in the tree. Yeah, I see that. Two hundred fifty yeah. years. <laughs> Shooting some escape monkeys. Peta reminded residents after the crash that there's no way to ensure that the monkeys are virus free. Yeah, so we had to burn down the forest. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We could burn down the entire state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, whoops. We had to depopulate and quarantine the whole area, guys. Sorry. Oh, no. Just precaution. Guys. Guys. These monkeys are not just dangerous. They're expensive. They can cost up to $10,000 a piece. What? Yeah. Crab-eating macaques can cost up to $10,000 a piece, according to the New York Times. So, highly reputable source. These monkeys, whose DNA is similar to that of humans, have been in high demand amid the COVID-19 pandemic, with some scientists calling for an emergency reserve of the test subjects similar to the country's stockpiles of oil and grain. Stock. So, let's stockpile oil, grain, gold, and macaques. Honey, I'm going to Sam's. What do we need? Macaques. <laughs> Make sure you get a bunch of macaques, okay? We're stocking up. I see Biden like angrily pointing and just says, get those monkeys, get those monkeys, whispering angrily. That's what he does. Get vaccinated. What a weird, weird those monkeys, you son of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) What a stupid son of a bitch. Like, there's no way that wasn't not on purpose. That, That hot mic was not accidental. 
There's, there's never an accident. Oh, on Jen Saki came came out and said that he called the guy later and said, uh, "It's nothing personal, man. Nothing personal." Whew. Glad she circled back to finish that one. Yeah, I was afraid she'd forget after you know the kickboxing class and all the margaritas. What? What you didn't hear that? No. A few days ago? No. Yeah, she Jen, Jen Saki came out and did like a, an official White House. Uh, video saying, you know, and we we know how stressful this pandemic is for everybody, and and there are ups and downs. We just want to remind everybody to take some time for themselves to relax, you know, kick back, have some margaritas, take a kickboxing class. We're gonna make it through. She, she said those words. Yes, not even kidding. That's such a random combination of things. Have some margaritas and take a kickboxing class. Yeah. Smoke a she joint, and knit a sweater. She's a Cobra Kai. But yeah, now all of a sudden, Jen <laughs> what's that? What'd you say, Grong? She's watching the new season of Cobra Kai. Yeah, I could see that. There's a new season. <laughs> I only saw yeah. up to when uh, I only saw when up to what's his face showed up. Um, what was the original? I don't know. What was Crease. Johnny's John Crease? Yeah, Crease. I I just watched till Crease showed up, and then I and I stopped watching, and I and I haven't watched since. Mostly because I don't have yeah, Netflix. You don't have Netflix, right? Do you remember, do you remember the uh, old movies? The new one has silver. The rich guy. Remember the rich cokehead? Mm, no. Wait, they did another movie. Dude, like Karate Kid three, or whatever. Karate Kid three was with a girl, wasn't it? No. Talking about remember. the one with Jaden Smith. I don't think I even saw them all. This was like the rich, the rich guy that, you know, it's good. It's not bad. Sorry. Okay. I don't know. But is it better than Crocodile Dundee three? There was a three. There was a three. What? I never watched two. Like one was terrible. The whole Paul Hogan thing never should have happened. That's fair. Like literally, the only oh. thing Americans know about. A lot of at, at the time, it was like you know Paul Hogan and Foster's commercials. I feel like we're at the break. <laughs> yeah, we're way past the break. Um, <laughs> we are way past the break. We did the monkey thing in the break. We are now Oof. fifteen minutes into the break, so let's break for a song. We have some music. I don't know what it is, but you will enjoy it. Trust me, and we'll be back. The sharing of and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. Get up, mind. News, believe, 
All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. I am still Johnny Monoxide with Reinhardt and Grognak. We are running through not a whole lot of news. A little bit of shit posting in the first hour. Reinhardt, welcome back to the uh, Nationalist Inquirer. Oh, thank you. It's it's a good welcome back from yeah. a week of doing totally not derailing monkey trains. Yeah, you had nothing to do with it. It wasn't a train. It was a truck. And it ran into a garbage truck, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Really weird. So just monkey shit and human shit everywhere? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. But yeah, you know. All right, then. But yeah. That poor woman and her symptoms. That poor she woman was... in her face. Well, that too. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. But she, you know, she was fully vaccinated and had received her booster and tested negative for COVID. So whatever it is, she's not sick with the COVID. It's probably going to be COVID. Yeah, probably. Oh, monkey herpes. Anyways, monkey herpes. Jesus. Um, you know, actually, you know, it's funny. You know, let, real quick, let's let's talk about this. I didn't see this part of the article. Good Lord. From the Harrisburg 100. Um, scrolling down. Driver of the truck hauling the monkeys identified in a press release from PA State Police as Cody M. Brooks of the Keystone Heights, Florida. Even went so far as to put his hand in the camera of a local press enterprise reporter. He was very, very upset, said Fallon. He was in a panic. Brooks's passenger... Daniel Adkins of Flora Home, Florida, required transport to Geisinger Medical Facility for an injury. Many questions remain unanswered. Like, what were these monkeys possibly infected with? Why wasn't the vehicle marked indicating it was carrying potentially biohazardous contents? Why were the three monkeys that fled instantly euthanized and not captured? What did the CDC tell her doctor to test for? Nothing forewarned Fallon that she was putting her health at risk. It was only her, after her risky encounter when a CDC representative who appeared on the scene advised her to watch for symptoms and alert her primary care doctor. She also said this CDC and the Pennsylvania Department of Health would be in touch. I had no idea a good deed like this could get me a rabies shot and put me in this situation. Oh, she got a rabies shot, too. Yeah, I said they gave her the first of four rounds. Oh, that's right. Shots. Yeah, rabies is is four rounds of this. God, this poor woman. If this is in fact true, but yeah, that is a good point though. Why was nothing marked as biohazardous? Uh, and they shot the three monkeys instead of capturing them, but it appears they captured the last one for some reason. Right. Right. I don't know. Maybe because it. Um, once the woman had come in contact, they wanted to capture it and make sure that nothing was crazy. I don't know. This is weird. It's very strange. So now you have, again, you have a, a scene that was probably not cordoned off properly, probably not maintained, you know, properly. And you had other drivers and people stopping and trying to help and then getting told to get in their cars and go away. So how many of those people were, quote, infected with, quote, whatever the monkey, quote, had? Well, we'll see how this video game plays out. Yep. Yep. But yeah, that does does seem rather odd that this truck was not labeled with anything. Um, and, 
you know and again what were these what were these monkeys being used for who the hell knows it's gonna be a resident evil macacoon city well (laughs) um according to paul they won't fucking say what the monkeys were infected with but now we know it's really happening Plan a fake pandemic with a virus so mild that only the absolute oldest and unhealthiest die from it. Make the most obedient in society panic over the virus. Introduce your new vaccine technology knowing the least obedient will never take it. Release the real virus. Use your new vaccine technology to develop a vaccine for the real virus in record time. All the least obedient people, thinking this is another scam, refuse the vaccine. They all get killed by the real virus. Only people left are the most obedient and slave-like. Ah, poll. Never change. (sighs) I feel like I could have read this on, like, r slash conspiracy instead. Right, but it seems a lot like, you know, there's someone expecting anybody to take science... TM serious after the fake flu fuck up. They could announce right. they found life on Mars and I wouldn't believe it. Well, no, that would just mean Project Blue Beam is in full swing. Right. Uh, I don't know. This poll thread's full of uh of monkey pictures, so I'm I'm, I'm yeah, about it. You're scrolling through because yes, you're all you're all about it about it because monkeys. Return to Munka. Oh, man. This is terrible. Oh, man. man. Why would somebody post a Tariq Nasheed tweet in here? <laughs> Why? Right. Why are we talking about buck breaking? Is there buck breaking in there? Yes. And it comes with far. a gif. Ew. Wow. It's terrible. This is terrible. Oh, it's the buck-breaking dildo machine, the steam engine. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's a lot of schizo stuff in this thread, but, I mean, it's it's right there. I mean, this is literally a movie script happening. It's terrible. Yeah. As we said, you've got about five or six movies and dozens of video games to choose from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <clears throat> pick your uh, pick your entertainment or your media vehicle and just ride it out. <laughs> I don't know. Ultimately, I don't think this will lead lead to anything if we're being serious and honest here. Yeah, this is. But it would it would be really funny if a literal monkey pandemic happened. <sighs> well, we had a bat pandemic already, so. You know, that's true. And, and wasn't if, that wasn't that actually what started the the thing in the movie Contagion? Was a freaking bat? I thought it was a monkey. Maybe Gro- it was a Grog. Look that up. Oh, you you should don't you know this stuff though? This is like this is right up your alley with the, these these kind of movies. I used to watch this stuff. Uh, all the time. I did too. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. What am I looking up? Uh, Monkeys versus pig pig pigmen? No no no. <laughs> The movie Contagion. What was what started it off? Good lord! Oh, that oh Johnny, like, actually, that was super rabies. That was like a monkeys based super rabies. I think. Okay, if that I was monkeys. Correctly. It was monkeys. I thought so. Uh, here it is. 
In a flashback to the spillover event, a bulldozer from a company clears a rainforest in China, disturbing bats. One bat finds shelter in a pig farm and drops an infected piece of banana that is then consumed by the pig. The pig is then slaughtered and prepared by its chef in Macau Casino, who, without washing his hands, transmits the virus to person via handshake. Oh, okay. So it's, it is, it's bats. Okay, what was monkeys then? Which one was monkeys? 12 monkeys? No, there's a, there's a movie. No, there was one. I can't remember which one it was. I could have sworn. Aside from the obvious Planet of the Apes remake. Well, there's 28 Days Later was Monkeys. Oh, was that it? Okay, it was 28 Days Later. uh, It had like a PETA type, uh, like. That's right. They um, had like a monkey test facility. Monkey experimental people. Right, right. And they were, yeah. Now I remember. And chemtrails at the end. Don't forget. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. After everybody's dead, there's, there's still chemtrails. Right, wasn't that when they they like at the end when they're standing out in the field and there's lines in the sky? That's how they know they're saved. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They're like, oh, good. Thank God for the geoengineering. All right, so let's get back. Let's get back to the to the to the news here. We're done with the monkey stuff. So, guys, guys, the Department of Homeland Security is warning that violent domestic groups and racially motivated extremists. May attack the electric sector. Domestic violent extremists and racially motivated extremists have been developing plans to attack the U.S. electric sector, according to an intelligence bulletin from the Department of Homeland Security that was issued this week and obtained by the Daily Beast. DVEs have developed a credible, have developed, excuse me, those are domestic violent extremists, DVEs, have developed credible, specific plans to attack electricity infrastructure since at least 2020, identifying the electric grid as a particularly attractive target given its interdependency with other infrastructure sectors. The alert said, apparently somebody's seen Kurt Doolittle's posting on Facebook. (laughs) Did they also see him piss his pants? (laughs) And say that blacks have big penises. That was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And... I've seen, yeah, I've seen some very embarrassing things. So, um, we need our Photoshop friend to uh, get a picture of Tariq Nasheed and Kurt Doolittle together. Oh my God! Yeah. So, <laughs> apparently, um, DHS and federal investigators are straining. They're straining to keep up with the threat of domestic violent extremists, and they continue to work to charge participants in the January sixth insurrection. The head of the DHS Office of Intelligence and Analysis, you're never going to guess this guy's last name. It's John Cohen. Of course. Head of DHS Intelligence and Analysis. Good Lord. Cohen Cohen acting coming. Told lawmakers in recent testimony that nearly one year after the riot on Capitol Hill, the threat landscape from domestic violent extremists is one of the most complex volatile and dynamic that I've ever experienced in my career. Okay. Has his career like a year and a half long? Implying there's been anything in the past year and a half. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, January 6th, like if we're, if we're using January 6th as the metric and that like the threat landscape is wh- what, what threat landscape? 
Again, throughout all the COVID stuff, all the, you know, the people that, that would be considered domestic terrorists and evil, you know, domestic violent extremists, is we've been categorized as that because, you know, just, just white dudes that disagree with the government. Um, all of us were just gardening and raising our chickens and, you know, I don't know. We were busy learning how to make, you know, like um, sourdough and stuff. Like... <laughs> Build learning, fences. Learning how to mend fences and glass eggs for the winter. I love this. White supremacists expressed interest in wreaking havoc on the power grid if President Donald Trump were to lose re-election in 2020. And last year, four men with ties to racially motivated extremists were charged with conspiracy to damage the property of an energy facility in the United States after using assault-style rifles in an attempt to explode a power substation. So, Yes, these were like some 17-year-old kids... Well, yeah, the, the first one that was linked, which was the uh, the one about specific power grids, it was three men, a 17-year-old from Ohio, a student at Purdue University, and a Wisconsin man um, are said to have wound up on the FBI's radar in late 2019 after a to- rifle towed in Canadian with, quote, Nazi and white power imagery on his phone was stopped from entering the U.S. And I guess they had been, like, fed posting. Oh, and boy. And the group... Was a 35-year-old guy, 21, 26, and 22. Uh, two of them were former Marines. Because, of course. Because, of course, they were. Diamond also alleges that the defendants discussed using homemade thermite, a combination of metal powder and metal oxide, uh, to destroy power transformers. One guy asked the others to purchase 50 pounds of tannerite. Tannerite and, uh, just makes a lot of noise. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, oh, previous indictments alleged that two of the guys were members of and made multiple posts on the Iron March forum. Oh, boy. Iron March. There we go. LARP Central. <laughs> Iron LARP. They found him on Iron LARP. Good Lord. Is Iron oh, March still man. a thing? I don't think so. It closed in, like, what, 2017 they took it down? Had to have been, dude. I, I don't think I've ever been on Iron March. I've heard about it, like... I remember Same. in 2014, 2015, there were guys that were still on there. And um, even uh, Dr. Khan, the token black guy that used to hang out. Um, oh, I remember him. Yeah. But I never, I, yeah, I never went on Iron March. No, but he used to, he was always, um, he was always really big talking about Iron March and whatever. We just called it Iron LARP because it was literally the LARPiest, like, Nazi bullshit ever. You know, well, yeah, like here they even describe a video where they're a bunch of guys are <clears throat> firing, <laughs> firing short barrel rifles and other assault type rifles. And at the end of the propaganda video shows the four participants outfitted in Adam Waffen masks, giving the hell Hitler sign beneath the image of a black sun. Yeah, those are the Adam Waffen retards who are like basically little little glow ops in, in training. Yep. Uh, Cointel Pro BS. Yeah, it's all Cointel yep. Pro. What's that? It's all Cointel Pro. Yeah, all of it. It's all going strong. It was not just in the fifties and sixties to draw out KKK people. It is still going on. Adam Waffen. Um, what is it? O nine A Order of Nine Angles. Mm-hmm. All these white supremacist gangs in prisons. They all get turned in prison. They get sent out. They get guys drunk and get them on video fed posting, right. and then they hand it right over. Yep. 
you get and then you get your Christian Piccolinis who, you know, supposedly turn and help out these doxing rings. Man. Right. And your anti fash Gordons and those fags. Anyway, so, this is ridiculous. Well, this is ridiculous, yeah. okay? O nine A and Adam Waffen. First of all, Adam Waffen, is that even a thing anymore? I haven't Adam heard Waffen a single thing. dang thing about Adam no, Waffen was in something, years. Well, the last was the guy in Florida that killed his roommates or something a couple of years ago. That's right. That was like 2018, 2019. Even earlier than that, 2017, 2018. May, even, yeah. may, may have been early 2017 even. Other um, than that, the only time I've heard anything about any of these groups was literal like expose stuff on how they are working for the feds and right. a lot of them too even if they're well <laughs> the fed ones and the ones that they recruit end up being like satanists and pedophiles too oh yeah definitely uh, i remember back in the day i remember back in the day a certain um a certain writer fellow manlet um <laughs> Sent me a bunch of stuff on on the O nine A stuff, and we never got around to it because we were kind of asked not to at the time um, because we didn't want to draw attention to any of that stuff because they were heavily under investigation and didn't want to have any sort of you know what I mean? No, I I know exactly what you're getting at. I yeah. remember you telling me all about this like and, last year, I think. And uh, um, I might have that somewhere if I still have. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Because what has come out uh, from, you know, fellow manlet person, your fellow manlet, not not me, settle down. Six one. Um, <laughs> what has come out about these guys is ab- it, like it's reaching horrifying levels, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the feds knowingly, you know, recruit these guys. They use them. They are complicit in what they do. Um, they know all about them: uh, satanic ritual abuse, sex trafficking all this stuff and they program these guys to work for them. Right. Just like how they uh, pick up, you know, hackers, give them the choice. So you can either work for us or spend the rest of your life in a cell. Right. And there's that too. You can, you could work for us or spend the rest of your life in a cell. And if you work for us, you still get kids. So, oh yeah, you still get, yeah. For a second, I was thought, like, well, yes, and you still get to, then. Well, of course, because it's Department of Homeland Security, they have access to all of the trafficked children. No, of course they do through all of the all of the guys who were allied, supposedly allied or tangentially related to uh, Department of Homeland Security employees, and you know, the head of their offices, such as Intel and Analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them do have connections on boards that deal with. Uh, like child trafficking, uh, child, what's the word? Child uh, sponsorship, nonprofits. Yep. Um, Isn't it weird? Perfect cover. It's weird. Like, it's like the whole Boys Town thing. Like, you know, the whole Boys Town was supposed to be a place where, where you know, runaway kids were protected and taken care of and, and, you know, given a chance. And it was literally just a trafficking scene. It's I want a Fed post so bad right I now. Know, I know. Chill. It's all right. Yeah. We're not going to do that. All right. No. Enough about that. Well, yeah, this is BS. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine anybody. Well, I can't imagine anybody, uh, any of our friends looking at this and not laughing. No, and I just course, wanted to, I just wanted to get the Kurt do a little joke in there. Well, let's <laughs> do the whole thing just to get a Kurt do a joke. Hey, sometimes you got to do what you're going to do. Was it uh, worth it? Eh. 
I mean, sure. I mean, it is Kurt. But all right, it's like a never forget thing. So yeah, <laughs> that's fair. You never forget that kind of stuff. So what is this? Um, this thing that you posted from government.uk publications the future of citizen data systems what is that from uh oh i think i might have closed that hang on is that the something to do with oh this is the report the future of citizen data systems evidence and it's a report and it's open oh this might have been something that you posted that i just tossed in uh, oh know. damn it Evidence and scenarios for global data systems. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the Government Office for Science. So you have uh, on the cover of this, this is like your, this is the future of citizen data systems. This is from September 2020. Um, and this is from Honorable John Whittingdale. O-B-E-M-P. Minister for Media and Data, the Department for Digital Culture, Media and Sport. It's from Parliament, from the Government Office for Science in England. And it is kind of like when the FEMA report, you know, like um, on, in 2001, that the whole FEMA scenario thing that they had the they had the, the towers and the planes on the cover, you know, that's the, oh, the, whole, yeah. the whole FEMA manual. Yeah, this is like that manual for this department, right? So for the Government Office for Science in 2020, um, they came out with this thing. It's the future of citizen data systems. And on the cover, it says citizen data. These are all the, the, the bullet points. Citizen data, governments, regional data systems, regulations, global trends, technologies, COVID-19, and finally, 2030 scenarios. Huh, 2030 as in agenda 2030? Probably. Mm. Let's just take a quick scroll through. This is... Um, this is all Sir Patrick Valance, government chief scientific advisor. So this is all the head of the government in England. But this is England, so it doesn't matter. You know, it's not the United States, so it doesn't really matter. But this is a global policy report. This is going to be going out. This this will this will be world policy. This that's how this works. Um, if you want to scroll down to page ninety six in the PDF, mm -hmm. uh, they actually get to the conclusions of their main findings. And the implications of each scenario. So 96? Yes. Mm -hmm. So the summary of main findings is that citizen data is increasing rapidly in volume and variety. This is true. Data landscape represents a challenge for policymakers. As data collected for one purpose can be used many times over for a range of purposes and government policy in one area can have unintended impacts elsewhere. Hmm. Unintended impacts, huh? Um, the world's economic center of gravity is predicted to shift eastwards and new growth in internet use will likely be concentrated outside of the West. Hmm. National prosperity is likely to be increasingly tied to an effective data system. And when we're talking about data system, we're talking about, uh, like citizens' information, right? Uh, everything Almost. we're talking about, everything about your identity, your social security information, right. your finances, right. your social media, all of it. 
Right. Almost all predictions suggest rapid increases in the volume and variety of citizen data generated through increasingly varied devices and services and held across the public and private sectors. Data systems that embrace this stand benefit, excuse me, data systems that embrace this stand to benefit from higher productivity, improved public services, and a role in the advancement of global science. So the more data you collect on your citizens, the bigger your piece of the global pie or whatever, you know. Well, yeah, the greater advancement in policymaking, right. in, um, in, as they say, scientific advancement, political and, science, and as, international relations. And as we know, China is light years ahead of everybody in data collection on their citizens. Yes. Like light years ahead. And we're, we're right there. I mean, we're, we're pretty bad. I mean, you have to give your information to pretty much everything nowadays to do anything. Yeah. All, all we're missing is the, uh, the overt social credit system. Right. China has. Right. Oh, I know we have a social credit system. The internet is forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I know. Oof. Um, but yeah, but China is China is it. And, and again, and China's been winning awards from the UN for its style of government and its policies for decades since George Bush Sr. helped instill, instill, install uh, Mao and his government. Back in wasn't the when did Mao come into power in the sixties, early sixties? Uh fifties. Fifties. When was George Bush over there? So hold on, that I got. I got to look this up because I've heard all this and I've seen this stuff, but I actually haven't actually seen the dates that they worked together. When was? Let's see, oh, Mao was in office from forty nine to fifty nine, and chairman of the party from yeah fifty nine till his death. Okay. Let's see. Hmm. George Bush's like early life or early career. Interesting. Hmm. Here it is. Yeah, it was. He was the top U.S. diplomat in Beijing in the immediate aftermath of Nixon's 1972 visit to China. Okay. <clears throat> and when? Yeah, so it was, it was the 70s. It was the 70s, so hold on a second. Yeah. Okay. And Mao died in 76, so uh, it would have been, yeah, late 60s, early 70s. Hmm. And George Bush pictured, let's see, closely involved with U.S.-China relations, a transfer of Taiwan's U.N. seat in 1971. Yep. Okay, so he was the guy who, who was the, the guy over there with Taiwan. There we go. <laughs> Director. Oh, let's see what the CIA has to say about it. The 1970s came to be known as the time of troubles for the CIA. <laughs> George was swearing with his. Oh my God, his his wife looks like such a man in the picture of him swearing in in the CIA. Ugh. 
Um, inside the oval. Ford. It's just like, it doesn't say anything about his time in China. I thought it did. More like barbarian bush. <laughs> yeah, she looks, that that face, that's a guy. Looking more like Conan. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. Uh, Bush, yeah, Bush was in China. He sat down with Mao in 1975, so about a year before his death. Okay. But he'd been in China for years. He right. was a top diplomat in Beijing. Right. So he'd probably been working with those people long before that that handshake picture photo op. Right. Yeah. So he wasn't there in the beginning. Interesting. Okay. Damn it. I got that wrong. This whole time. See? I was wrong. Whoops. That'll probably happen again one of these days. It, it's allowed to happen every now and then. Anyway, yeah, I don't so. Like it. I don't like back, it, though. Anyway, so, yeah, back on what we were talking about. Which was? Yes. So, in this document, they detailed uh, four <laughs> scenarios uh, for lawmakers to consider divergent data nationalism, mm -hmm. multipolarity, deregulation, and multilateralism. We'll have to go into this a little bit more. Um, but each of these scenarios, they said, uh, these scenarios dem demonstrate the powerful influence of social values and norms in determining overall outcomes, determining overall outcomes in the policy regimes. They also highlight the active role of emerging technologies, such as new algorithmic tools and privacy-enhancing tech. In most cases, there will be a need for data skills and knowledge across government, acad academia, industry, and the public. Hmm. So, definitely going to have to delve into this. I mean, this is a, like 121 pages, so. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'll have to go into each of these scenarios and kind of see what they. Yeah, they I just found with. this. I just found this today. Um, um, but check this out. Most immediately, the COVID-19 pandemic is changing the use of citizen data in ways which could have profound and long-lasting impacts. Huh. Its full impacts are still unknown. However, we can already see differences in national and international approaches to the use of citizen data in response to the pandemic, the role of technology companies in determining norms, and the debates being raised around prioritizations of individual privacy, security, and social aims. So... Yeah. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah. So basically, uh, more public, <clears throat> or when I say public, I mean government oversight in everybody's data uh, so they can better combat this pandemic. Right. And this, this involves a lot of private sector. So, yeah. The role of technology companies in determining norms. Mm -hmm. That's that right there is a, uh, it's a very nice, vague sentence you got there, guys. Yep. And some of the things in the glossary, um, you have a thing called brain-computer interface. It's systems that enable translation of brain signals to outputs in computers or physical devices. These are glossary. These are words that are used in this in this this paper. Right. Yeah. Um. 
I thought that was interesting that that's on the glossary. What else we have here? Data poisoning. Introducing training data to a machine learning system that causes it to make mistakes. Hmm. Data poisoning. It's putting false data into a system. So just from seeing that that term, it seems like during the learning process, they're inputting um, data that is mistaken or wrong or something to aid in the learning process so they can teach it to discern. Yeah. Essentially, it, that's what it sounds like. At least. Yeah, they're t- yeah, they're giving it different scenarios and throwing stuff at it to for learning. Anyway, that's right. that's yeah, you know, cuz that's that's cool. Uh homomorpho- homomorphic homomorphic encryption. Interesting. That's an interesting word. Homo- homomorphic. A form of encryption that enables computations to be performed on the encrypted data. Hmm. Okay. Whatever. All right then. I don't know what that means. I don't know. That doesn't sound. That does. That sounds a lot less threatening than the actual word does. <laughs> uh, what else is in this weird? In this uh, neuromorphic computing, computing hardware that emulates neural structure and operation of the human brain. Because of course. Yeah, we know they've been working on that. Right. They already are. <laughs> the privacy paradox: the apparent discrepancy between an individual's stated intentions to protect their privacy and their actual personal information disclosure behaviors, especially online. So, basically, the private the privacy paradox is: you believe in privacy, but you still put your information out online, there, buddy. Yeah, and that right there is your silent consent to the beast system. Yep. It's like having a Facebook. Yep. Didn't take that, yeah, because nobody reads terms and conditions. No, human sent iPad. Still a great episode, I guess. I mean, it's it's still pretty funny, but I'm I, it is. I haven't watched South Park in years. Right, uh, pseudonymized. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting smush word. Data where information that links the data to an individual individual person has been replaced or modified such that the individual can no longer be identified without additional information, like replacing names with reference numbers. The additional uh. information is stored separately to prevent re-identification. See, also de-identified. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like having a list of people or a, um, a database of people's information, but instead of having their names and everything, you just assign serial numbers to them. Right. Uh, quantum computing is in here? Uh, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking about computers? quantum computing yeah, a super- lot in the f- near future. What's that? We'll be talking about quantum computing a lot in the near future. Oh, yeah. CERN is coming back online this year. Yes. Mid-season, it too, it'll be. It's going to be apparently, what, three times more powerful? Yes, three times more powerful than last time. Heard you like CERN, so we added more CERN to your CERN and then just <laughs> bumped it up with a little more CERN. <laughs> what else? Uh, supercomputer synthetic data. Hmm. And transfer learning. Transfer learning a machine learning technique where features of existing pre-trained machine learning models are transferred to a new related use. Mm. So machine learning across the plat- across platforms? I don't know. Essentially, yeah. You'd have one, maybe an older model uh, that's already learned, and then you take, <clears throat> take the data from that older model that it is already uh, stored in its basically brain, and transfer that over to new hardware. Ah, 
So that way you are basically increasing the baseline. You're already setting a baseline that's farther ahead than if you had to start from scratch, but you're able to go farther than the previous hardware. Fair enough. I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, so not counting the glossary, it is only 98 pages. But it's pretty hefty for a little bit of policy change, suggested policy change. By right. a, yeah, this is just, extensive. This is quite extensive. I mean, we didn't go through all of it. Like I said, there's 98 pages of it. Um, COVID-19 and privacy, international approaches to COVID-19 and privacy. There's a whole section on COVID-19 here. So. Well, of course, because it's the greatest pandemic of our time. The greatest human... The greatest human threat of our lifetimes. Because yeah. of course, sounds like it's going away. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it. It's going away. Yeah, it's going away. It's going away. All right. Even Are though we done with this one. Yeah, we're done with this one. Even though um, that one we just talked about before this, uh, there was a a chart that showed. Um, the amount of infections, how how much they went up in the month of December and January. Well, yeah, Israel because, just set records for their own infection rates, and now they're uh, talking about the fourth booster. Right. Right. I don't. Dude, this this game is interesting. Like, okay. So yeah. People are just going to keep getting vaccinated against the cold. Like, I don't. I don't understand the mind of somebody who would go get three vaccines for something that literally just causes the sniffles. Yeah, I don't know. They asked recently at my work if anybody wanted the booster and nobody said a word. Oh, nobody wanted a booster? No. Everybody just ignored ignore the boss completely. Huh. What do they have to say about that? Uh, nothing. They just they had to ask. So, I don't know what the... Uh, like the COVID office that our, our work is doing, but well, yeah. Yeah. Luckily there's, there's no more mandates. So, right. The mandates are all going away. It's all, it's all going back to normal. So, right. Right. We beat the Jews guys. We can right. Like I said, they're all like, Oh no, everybody's on to us. now. we got to stop. They're really pissed. We should stop. All right. We're going to stop. Here's all the, here's all your rights back. There's all your stuff back. You don't have to. Now you're like now. Now you have kids who freak out if you don't wear a mask. Like there's dude the the amount of kids who are like COVID idiots. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, and kids. I mean, like, like, kid, kids are my ruined. wife hangs out with other moms and other parents, and their kids are a little bit older than mine. Mine is only two. Uh, their kids are four, five, six years old, and. They're like terrified. They've been completely scared into uh, believing all of this. Right. Because the parents believe it. And then if the parents believe it, the kids double believe it. Yeah. And if the parents have to wear the mask and they're they're even somewhat afraid, then the kids are definitely afraid. And as soon as their dad gets the cold, they're like, oh, is he going to die? And they believe it. They're sincere. Yeah. I don't I don't get I don't get how you can do that to your kids. I just don't. Child abuse. It has to be. I mean, but they think that you're 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 the abuser. 
if you don't vaccinate your kids for COVID, if you don't right. do the things, if you don't stick your kid in a face muzzle. Just make sure you take a picture of it when you do, when your kid's screaming at the shot. Yeah, I didn't want that to be real. I didn't either, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, let's move oh. on. Moving on. Yeah, we want to talk about some entertainment. Yeah. Um, do we have entertainment? I think we have entertainment. What do we have for entertainment? We got a few things. Yeah. So Kid Rock. <laughs> Dude, Zoomers suck so bad. Okay. Because they have outsourced their outrage. They have outsourced all of their, you know, activism stuff. All, all their, all, all their, you know, the people that are going to do something. Yeah, no, no. It's all been outsourced to like 40, 50, 60 year olds. Extras and boomers. So Kid Rock releases an anti-Biden, anti-Fauci single with a Let's Go Brandon chorus. Hmm. How about that? He's just hitting all the points. Right. So Kid Rock, who has got to be 54, 53, somewhere around there. He's 51. 51? Okay. I was close. 51 years old and, you know... Doing the Let's Go Brandon. Um, I don't know. I don't get this, dude. F-bombs. F, F Facebook. F Twitter, too. And the mainstream media, F you, too. How about that? What a guy. Yeah. Can he be? He, he's only 51. He can't, he can't be considered Boomer Waffen, can he? No, unfortunately, he is an old Gen Xer. Oof. So. So if you're a Gen Xer, you've got three choices, it seems. Hmm. Uh, basically following Kid Rock's footsteps and be, what, like an, a, a Zoomer with an X? It's like, a, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Or become a bug gnat. Okay. Which, uh. After we get off here, go on go on Jag 4.0, and I I agree that a uh, the bug gnat thing directly derives from Gen Xers, or you become a paranormy. Those are only three options. As if you are not a libtard, if you are not a science believing normie, uh, have any sort of question whatsoever. Those seem to be the three routes that you can take. Fair. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know. I, I, no offense to your generation. I lose faith in your generation more and more every day. Yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand what generation can you still have faith in at this point? That, yeah, I was about to say, I don't have faith in any generation really. Right. Where, uh, where are we right now? We've got the boomers are, it's like day of the pillow is coming. The Gen Xers, I don't know what they're going to do to us. I honestly don't know. Like, when it comes time, like most Gen Xers are going to be like, "Dude, I didn't do it, dude. What are you, what are you, what are you coming after me for? Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy." <laughs> yeah, but then you're going to have your militant like Antifa Gen Xers. So is it going to is it going to be like a uh, like everybody stands back and lets them kill each other kind of thing? I don't know. I don't know. Because the Gen Xers are coming up to 
be like middle authority age politicians. You know what I mean? The amount of authority, the amount of authority you have as a politician usually grows a little bit as you get older. Usually younger people aren't like, you know, in positions of high authority. Right. Um, But like the Gen Xers are coming up to the boomer levels of, you know, like all the, all the boomers are getting old in their seventies. Right. Yeah, it's true. Once the, once the day of the pillow happens, I mean, it is going to be Gen Xers at the helm. Right. Gen Xers and millennials. Millennials will be like, you know, those are the, the first generation that have never won or lost anything. Just showed up and got stuff. No, it's true. Yep. I mean, you've got, I don't know, man, like everything is like that's that everything is equal. The as was the millennials, the first generation that was completely um, participation trophies and everybody's special. Right? Was that millennials? I think so. I feel like it was. I don't remember the everybody's special thing being pushed on us as Xers a lot. What I remember being pushed on us was the uh, blacks are cool. They're cooler than you. Their music is really cool. Check out how cool they are. They're really good at sports. Check. They're really cool. Don't be a jerk. Um, make sure you know, like you're not mean to the black the black kids. Uh, and you can't you can't say this anymore. You can't say that anymore. Right. We never really did anyway. It wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't a lot of black kids around, but like and all of a sudden there right. was. You know, like we like we hadn't like we never called each other that word until there were some of them around, and we didn't call <laughs> each other that name. Like we called our we called our friends faggot. Like you know. Yeah, I think millennials were the first real generation where it was like participation trophies and you're special and mm. anybody can be president. Right. And that was when I was a kid, it was you could grow up to be president, but you got to work really, really hard. You know, and right. This is like anybody can be president. And yeah, definitely the participation trophy. And they, I always I've always said, man, if everybody's special, then nobody's special. That's just silly. What wise words, Dad? No, I mean it's for real though. I know, yeah. I know. No, that's right. definitely a dad thing to say. <laughs> it is, but you're you're right. So also, like one thing, one thing that I did think was funny that Louis C.K. used to say, and I, I can't stand him because he's a degenerate Jew. But one of his things that was funny was, um, I like that almost, ficus. No, it's like well, you know what if what, you know, I don't know. It was like what? Well, what if something nice happens? It's like, when the hell does something nice ever happen? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're right. Look at this one. I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's true. That was He's a funny the problem. Was a fun, right. It was funny because it's true, but yeah. Um, the ficus thing threw me off, dude. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Oh, no. That wasn't even it. That was the one. It was because it's like, you know, when pe- stop saying things to people. Stop giving people false hope. Stop saying things like, there's somebody for everyone. No, there's not. There's not. Numbers don't match up. You know, there's not somebody for everyone. So, sorry. Also, like, there's just not. Have you seen people? Like, some people, there's just not somebody for that person. I mean, if if there even are 8 billion people on this planet, which I'm starting to highly doubt. Are you really? Have you seen India? I mean, sure, there's India and China, but have you seen Turkmenistan? No, I know it's completely empty. Yeah, <laughs> most of the stand countries are Kazakhstan. 
We talked about this last on the last week's. Um, Kazakhstan is much like Turkmen Turkmenistan. Yeah, but Kazakhstan was was a pretty uh, important, <clears throat> pretty important place for the C- uh, the USSR. Sure, for a long time. You know, you've got the Baikonur Cosmodrome there, mm-hmm. um, implying uh, right that it's not just the same as the Hippodrome in New York, or right? It, right. No, those are those are definitely the same type building, and, or the Hippodrome in, in Paris. That's what it was. Um, yes, the Hippodrome in Paris. Right, it's the exact no, same. No, like it was. It was definitely more of a. Uh, a political center than somewhere like Turkmenistan or Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, any of those. Right. But for some reason, all those countries have the same kind of architecture. Right. All those countries were once a part of the uh, Timurid Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timurid slash Tartarian Empire. Considered right. they were white. Timur was white. Right. Um, also, yeah. Kind of, well, those, yeah. The, oh, go ahead. You, you first. Well, if you look up a picture of uh, like Samarkand or Samarkand, um, which is, I believe, the capital of Uzbekistan, um, it's not the capital, but it is. It is one of the most important places there. But if you look up these cities, once again, they're like totally empty. <laughs> right. That is really wild. That these cities. Find it wild. It's crazy, especially in in Turkmenistan, but Kazakhstan. You know, if you were if you watch uh, the Borat series, you would think Kazakhstan is like a really poor, you know, third world country, right? But it's the, supposedly bustling. Well, it's not supposedly, but the the architecture and everything would would dictate that it is it is a modern country and not right. A, no, no, no. It is. It old. is definitely just like yeah. For- just like um, just like in in uh, Turkmenistan. What's the what's the name of the city? What the capital there? Yeah, the one that's got nobody in it. Oh, it's uh, not Astana. That's that's Kazakhstan. Astana is it's, Kazakhstan. Um, yeah, we talked. That's the one we talked about last week. Uh, hang on. What is their I capital? Know this too, because we talk about it enough. It's freaking. What the heck? Ashgabat. 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 That's right. Ashgabat. That's right. Ashgabat, Turkmenistan. That's right. Yeah, I should know that. So Ashgabat is the city that I've seen so many videos where it's like completely empty at any given time of day. Other than like a few, very few people. It almost looks like every time you see a picture that's got, you know, a bunch of people, it's always for some kind of parade, some like statue opening, some kind of political event, right? It's an event. Where they just bush everybody in. You know, that's the only reason that there's ever people there is if there's an event, and there's right. never any people otherwise. It's just really weird. That's wild. That's wild. That a city that advanced with that kind of you know architecture and illumination. Do you see the lighting, like at night? Yeah, it's insane. It put it honestly puts the the white city of Chicago, eighteen ninety three, to shame. Well, it's in the same vein. It's the same style, you know, like the, right. the French. Uh, I forgot which which exposition was in Paris where they where they brought out the the Eiffel Tower, um, but that had that ridiculous lighting display as well. And this is this is right on par with that. For what? Yeah. For what? A city that supposedly houses two million people, but. You never see more than like two. Let's see, what's the population 
yeah, some uh, Samarkand, the population of the city proper is over 500,000. The metro area is almost a million. And yet anytime I look up pictures of this place, there's nobody. Right. There's literally zero people. And it's like, well, those are just set up pictures. Really? Okay, why is there not a single freaking person? Right, and, and I've seen videos where people have taken video there, and there's no people in the videos either, just the people the main, taking the video. The main madrasa in in the city, there's, there's a picture of the front, and there's, I'm not kidding, five people in the whole like courtyard area. Doesn't make any like, sense at all. The only time I see pictures of like a ton of people in here is pictures from the 80s or uh, paintings from the 1800s. And that's it. That's all I'm seeing. I don't know, man. It's odd. How do it's, we get on this topic? It's very odd. We're, um, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. We did talk about Turkmenistan. We will talk about more cities like this. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Kazakhstan. Uh, what are we talking about Turkmenistan for? I don't know. I don't know. We were talking about Gen Xers and boomers and everything. And then we got <laughs> onto the subject of depopulated cities. Oh, something for every someone for everyone. Eight million people. Yes. I started to say. I, right. I doubted it. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's how it is. Good job. Good job. Bringing it back to Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis Louis C.K. There we go. Entertainment section. Entertainment section. That's right. Speaking of okay, so that was Kid Rock. <laughs> Fucking Kid Rock comes out with another song, and it's a fuck Joe Biden. I mean, that's kind of funny. All right. Okay, guy. Other. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's an okay, guy, but like, seriously, Zoomers suck that bad, dude. Yeah, that's their. That's like literally who's doing politics for Zoomers. That and David Hogg. That's gross. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. So, Batgirl, Ivory Aquino, Ivory Aquino. She has those those Michael Aquino. Uh, Eyebrows is that maybe one of his. Well, why do you, why do you think that is? I don't know. Breeding program. Well, sure, but <laughs> no. HBO's new Batgirl movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, no, because that Aquino is a dude. Yeah, it's a trend. Yeah. No, back. I was getting to that. I, th- I was going with the Michael Aquino like eyebrows. I mean, the eyebrows definitely are terrible. Yeah. So Ivory Aquino joins Batgirl as first transgender character in a live-action DC superhero movie. So that's a tranny. That's a literal tranny. And looking at the picture, I mean, like, if I didn't... I mean, I know better, but, like, a normal person looking at that and be like, yeah, that's a half Filipino chick. They had a boob job. And the chick playing Batgirl is like fifty six percenter. Yeah, she's half Filipino. She's, uh, she's a uh, Filipino. No, this is this isn't Batgirl. Oh. No, oh, this, this isn't Batgirl. Like best friend. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I'm sorry. So this is not the Batgirl character. This is she's playing. Okay, Elisa Yo, a character first introduced as Batgirl, Barbara Gordon's roommate in Gail Simone and Ardian Seoffs. New 52 Batgirl book. Yeah, New 52 is when DC uh, made everybody gay. Yeah, I'm sure Bob Kane is like spinning in his grave. Probably. But who cares? He's a Jew, too. 
Yeah, he's he's well, he's he's spinning because he's on a torture wheel in hell. <laughs> so yeah, if if you guys didn't see the series Gotham that they had out over the past few years, they had the Riddler and the Penguin as a gay couple in that show. It was oof. awful. What? Oh, it was terrible. They had a little David Hogg looking uh, Bruce Wayne character in it. Oh my god. So okay, so this Wait. is um. Aquino is Gotham. They had yeah. Yeah. They had the uh, Jonathan Dolan played uh mob boss. The first season was pretty good and it got really, really, really gay. Oh, I do remember this series kind of. Yeah, uh, it was like all the young Gina Pickett Smith was in it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. Anyway. So Aquino is transgender her character its character is a transgender character making this the first major transgender character in a DC comics movie oh wow there Um, you go there we go playing alongside of course the 56 percenter Batgirl right I did not realize that Batgirl was the 56 percenter too Jesus yeah yeah she gross but what else can you expect female superhero it's DC Right, I mean the last the last time they did Batgirl, it was a uh, lesbian. It was uh, what Ruby Rose. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, speaking of LGBTQPIA plus in video, oh, God. Uh, Prime Videos, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, rumored to feature gay representation. Gayer than Sam carrying Frodo across all those mountains. Yeah, this comes from some some journalist uh, said an insider, some random stranger <clears throat> uh, says he's working on the peripher- uh, on the show peripherally. Stated there will be gay representation, Lord of the Rings on right. Prime. This is this is literally like poll uh, insider here. Ask me anything. Yeah, but they did when they released the title for the show, which is Rings of Power. They also uh, released a new cast list and something like six out of the 12 people that they announced were full on black, right? Like completely African, including two that looked like literal monkeys. And over the past few months, they had uh, one of the black actors who was already announced mentioned something about a uh, Hobbit representation, that there would be a representation of different ethnicities in the proto Hobbits because they're not actually Hobbits because at the point that this show takes place, they're not in the Shire yet. They're basically hillbillies. Hmm. I hate that. 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 Yep. So now we're going to have uh, gay representation. Um, what is this? Oh, okay. Um, there were a few other things. I want to... Where? Where was it? Hang on. It was posted in my chat at some point over the past couple of days. Well... Okay, so this says so this OneRing.net. What is OneRing.net? That is a <clears throat> popular Lord of the Rings news site that's been around for years since okay. the movies. Okay, so, so it's like it's like a big fan site. Yes, okay. really pretty accurate. They're involved with conventions and that kind of stuff. So people were like, you know, 
saying things like, wait till you find out that Tolkien is a devout Roman Catholic. Boy, you guys in for major shock. In fact, Lord of the Rings was heavily inspired by Christianity. I'm pretty sure Christianity doesn't look too kindly on the alphabet people. Ooh. The One Ring.net responded, Tolkien followed the church and the church celebrates LGBTQ. So I think the surprise is on you. Oh, really? Ah, but Father Christopher Miller, a Catholic priest, jumped in and said, what the heck? As a priest of a Catholic church, of which Tolkien was a devout member, I can tell you that we do not celebrate LGBTQ. You do realize the Catholic symbolism through L. You do realize the Catholic symbolism through Lord of the Rings, right? Lembus, as is the Eucharist, is the real bread of life. Yeah, I mean those are okay. You could have pulled a much better example there, Father. Yeah, there's so many other other, examples. Yeah, like actual examples. That was bad. Um, So a few more things, apparently, that have been confirmed or touted around. Uh, Yeah, Lenny Henry. Yeah, actor Lenny Henry confirmed there will be black hobbits in the Shire. Not in the Shire, but in the show. Amazon is creating an original character, which will be Sildor's sister. Amazon is creating an original character, which will be Galadriel's brother. That's retarded. He will be evil and leader of the army of orcs. What? Uh, Oh, Tom Shippey, who's a scholar of fantasy in the works of Tolkien. Fantastic author. Really good Tolkien expert. He was fired by Amazon because he didn't enjoy what they were doing. Um, And he was fired right after Christopher Tolkien died. So we can see the the dominoes falling as soon as Christopher went. So we knew this was going to happen. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I'm also, if you're looking for any Christian themes as far as Lord of the Rings goes, just read the Silmarillion, the entire creation of the world. Right. Right. But this is this is terrible. This is terrible. This one ring.net is like, well, actually, elves are gay. Well, actually, these ones are trans. Well, actually, these ones, they're like pulling. It's like source Reddit, source Reddit, source Reddit, source Reddit. This is terrible. They're going to ruin Lord of the Rings some more. Can't have anything. This is one of those you can't have anything. And, of course, you have, uh, there was a new new book that came out called The Nature of Middle-Earth that was written by a... uh, uh, not Christopher Tolkien, but a guy who was pretty close with uh, with his studies. A detail, just a lot of autistic things about Tolkien's letters and his universe, <clears throat> and detailed a lot of uh, practices from the elves. And one of them was detailing terms that they had for uh, guys who were very close, like as friends or brothers, or mm-hmm. girls who were very close, and the gay community took that and has run with it. So I have no doubt they're going to have gay elves. All that kind of crap in here. Yeah, it's going to be bad. It's going to be very bad. You're and gonna, well, gonna what's funny it, is that it all goes back to language, too. Yeah. You're going to watch it. It goes back to the perversion you? of language. Reinhardt, you going to watch it? Probably going to hate watch it. No, I, I will hate watch it just so I can pull, pull out everything that was terrible. All right, uh, but I'm not going to hate it because to hate something you have to have expectations. Fair enough. Uh, so. Speaking of having expectations, um, I don't know if we have any expectations of having anything read 
the end of, are we doing it are we doing a uh normicon this week yes okay, yeah cool. i will be reading something at the end of this nice excellent because we are winding down to the end of the episode it's like we're running long this week. We had a bunch of more news that we didn't cover. There were some tranny athletes, uh, transgender swimming. I mean, that's a dude. Uh, Indiana banned transgender athletes. Well, nice. let's let's be clear here. They weren't banning um, uh, some of the bans that took place. Maybe not Indiana specifically, but uh, one state did ban, or one university did ban men, transgender, so male to female, from participating in sports, but not female to male. Right. From participating in sports. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's got to go 100% both ways. Yep. This is all. This is this is all just linguistic talmudry. Um, it'll all end up being the way that they want it, anyways. There's only. I mean, this is this is American politics, so it just you know it's just getting gayer and gayer and gayer. As is fantasy. Yep, you can't have anything. Oh, queering up sports, queering up fantasy, queering up. I mean, science has been gay for a long time. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, space is faking gay. Real quick, uh, the James Webb telescope is now a million miles from Earth. Oh, really, is it? Yeah, astronomy's most dazzling era is about to begin, apparently. Yes, we're going to get some really, really great CGI. I can't wait. Yeah, uh, the story it, says it, it took, you know... Uh, trucks and trains and ships and stuff to get this thing to where it had to go to get launched from the space station in French Guiana space port from the space You mean that port. small hellhole of a country where they have Devil's Island prison? Yes. Why there? Well, um I don't know. That's where the European Space Agency offered up its launch services. The ship had a military escort. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So there's they had a military escort just in case the unlikely but not impossible chance that pirates might try to steal the telescope. <laughs> I'm just imagining like the South American version of Somali pirates. Right. Stealing a $10 billion space telescope. And they're I like, guess. So what do whatever, we do with it? Whatever. Well, I mean, I'm blind. Right. This telescope, too big to fit on any existing rockets, launched to space, folded up, and unfolded itself piece by piece while on the move. Wow. Don't you just love science? Bro. Flight Dynamics team has spent years rehearsing Webb's maneuvers, making sure they could keep the spacecraft's track on crap. Blah! The spacecraft on track as it underwent the most complicated deployment in space history. There's no way to physically test something like our designs until it's actually in orbit, says Wayne Yu, a flight dynamics engineer on Richon's team at Goddard. We run simulations, a lot of simulations. Damn. We're looking at every microgram of fuel to make sure that the mission had enough to react in case Webb was thrown off course. I'm sure they run a lot of simulations and put those simulations out as fact. Right. So in space, 
nothing like water or air. You know, how do you, how do you turn? Of course. Uh, black women prophecy. Slide rules. <laughs> yeah. Slide whistles. Slide whistles. I don't know, dude. This is this is faker than the uh, than the Tesla Roadster flying around Mars. Yeah, I'm gonna press X. We have no pictures, and I'm assuming that when we do have pictures, they will all be composite images from Photoshop. Right, right, definitely. Anyways, which is what they do. They admit it. Yes, they do the Photoshop because we have to. Because we have to. Right. Right. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Um, we will be back this weekend. We have a great episode set up for you. And um, what else we got going on? Check out everybody's telegrams. T-shirts are still up uh, right now. Our T-shirt guy is doing his best. They ordered some new gear. The gear came in with a malfunctioning part. He's waiting on a part. Um, once that happens, there is going to be a whole lot more stuff. Shirts, hats, long sleeve shirts, hoodies. So we're going to have a whole bunch more stuff. As soon as this guy gets wait. his part. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, again, we're supporting our, we're supporting our people. There's a pro white people dissident, dissident apparel.com. Uh, make sure you check them out. Um, when they are back online, we will definitely let you know. We have some new designs coming. Dogbot's design is coming. I promise. Um, also, the Paranormies tinfoil. I've been waiting for that one for years. I can't wait to get that one. What else we got going on? Um, um, I think that's it. I mean, yeah, yeah, we've got things coming that we can't talk about just yet. But yes. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, new campfire shows are coming, too. Yes, we have new campfire shows coming. We have uh, guests booked for that, uh, listener stories. We have a bunch more. Um, let me see. There was, you know what? I did, I did not go by the post office today. Oh, my God. But real quick, that's why. Real quick, let me look. Yeah, there was an email, I thought, anyways. Nope. This was in my email, which I closed out. Oh, yes, it was Reinhardt. Uh, this is basically for you. Hello, do you or the other Paranormies have a recommended reading list? Books that you would say are essential for the listeners of the Paranormies podcast. If not a reading list, perhaps you could recommend some of your favorite books or authors or any Paranormy-related subjects. Thank you so much. God bless. Yeah. Well, I do have something like that, but um, yeah, I'll I can respond to that. <clears throat> there is something like that on our Telegram channel. Um, can always uh, tag me through there. But yeah, I'll I'll respond to that. Cool. To whoever that is. Yes. Well, yeah. And we will send you a reply to that. But we do have, I mean, a, a reading list. I mean, I could list off all the books in my my library as as I know. required reading. But I mean, I w I haven't read them all, so technically they're not required. But I, I would, would say, like, for paranormies type stuff, 
I mean, it's yeah. always, there's so many different books. I don't know. If, it depends on which direction you want to go. You want to go conspiracy. You want to go Nephilim. You want to go New World Order, Freemasonry, debunking 9-11, uh, CIA stuff, uh, esoteric Hitlerism. Um, yeah, Jews. that's basically what I was going to respond with is just, hey, what's what's the area of interest? Because there are about right. <laughs> six million different combinations right. of things. Every every rabbit hole has six million different books mm -hmm. you know and you don't take all of them at face value you just know i mean like if i was and, to, and like just, isn't? just a couple of quick fun but i mean it's not fun but like they're all fun passport to magonia the genesis 6 conspiracy behold a pale horse there you go take take those three the greatest lie on earth yeah the greatest lie on earth yeah there you go there's four. Yep. And then if you want uh, another like normie tier, the creature from Jekyll Island is great. It's about the Fed. Um, anything by me, Joseph P. Farrell is, is a good paranormal yeah. topic. Somebody asked me about uh, Egyptian history or Egyptian chronology. David Roll, ROHL, is a great resource for that. There you go. Really cool if you're interested in like actual history and timeline uh, messed up timeline things. Yep. There was this guy, um, you see some other, some other books I like to read, like political history, you know, that kind of stuff. We talk a little bit about that. Um, I don't know. What I, that's like real political history. Like Lincoln, the man's a great book. What yeah. a piece of shit that Lincoln was. <laughs> if he even was real. But Dope anyway. ink. Yeah, there's so many there's so many books, but th yeah, there you go. There's a good starter. I heard somebody did not like Dave McGowan's books. He, they, they thought Program to Kill was shitty. I liked it. I don't know. Wagging the Moon Doggy is still great. Wagging the Moon Doggy is great. There's a lot of just so to his stuff, but whatever. I it got everybody yeah. started. Got everybody started down that rabbit trail. Right. So anyhow. And we're going to get out of here. We'll see you this weekend, and uh, we'll see you all later. Time travel makes you gay. Good evening. Tonight, I will be reading from For My Legionaries, the memoir of Corneliu Zelia Codrianu. The Beginnings of Legionary Life Four lines marked our small initial life. Number one, faith in God. All of us believed in God. None of us was an atheist. The more we were alone and surrounded, the more our preoccupations were directed to God and toward direct contact with our own dead and those of the nation. This gave us an invincible strength and a bright serenity in the face of all blows. Number two, trust in our mission. No one could be presented the smallest reason for our possible victory. We were so few in number, so young, so poor, so hated and detested by everyone, that all arguments not based on fact pleaded against any chance of success. And yet we went ahead thanks only to the confidence in our purpose, an unlimited trust in our mission and in the destiny of our country. Number three, our mutual love. 
Some of us had known one another for some time, having formed close friendships, but others were youngsters, freshmen or sophomore in college, whom we had never met. From the very first days, an ambience of affection between us all was established as if we were of the same family and had known each other since childhood. The need for an inner equilibrium was obvious in order to be able to resist. Our common affection had to be of the same intensity and force to match the wave of hatred from outside. Our life in this nest was not cold, was not official life, with distance between chief and soldier, with theatrics, rhetorical statements, and assumed airs of leadership. Our nest was warm. Relations between us were absolutely casual. One did not come in as into a cold barracks, but as into his own house, among his own family. And one did not come here just to take orders, but found here a ray of love, an hour of spiritual quiet, a word of encouragement, relief, or help in misfortune or need. The legionary was not asked so much for discipline in the sense of a barracks discipline, as for propriety, faith, devotion, and zeal for work. Number four, the song. Probably because we had not started out on the road of reason by setting up programs, contradictory discussions, philosophical argumentations, lectures, our only possibility of expressing our inner feelings was through singing. We sang those songs in which our feelings found satisfaction. There, high up on a black rock, Stefan the Great's song, the melody of which it said had remained unchanged from his time to this, from generation to generation. It is said that at the sound of this melody, Stefan the Great triumphantly entered his fort at Sukieva 500 years ago. When we were singing it, we felt alive with those times of Romanian greatness and glory. We sank 500 years back into our history and lived there for a few moments in touch with Stefan the Great and with his soldiers and archers. Like a globe of gold, the song of Michael the Brave, Avramianchu's song, Let the Bugle Sound Again, which was the march of the Military School of Infantry in 1917, Arise Romanians, written by Iostin Iliesu and Istrate, which we proclaimed as the Legion's hymn. To be able to sing, one has to be in a certain state of spirit, an inner harmony. A person bent on robbing somebody cannot sing, nor can one who is about to commit some other wrong, nor he whose soul is consumed by envy and hate of his comrade, nor he whose soul is devoid of faith. That is why you, legionaries of today and tomorrow, any time you feel the need to orient yourselves in the legionary spirit, must return to these four lines of our beginning, which constitute the basis of our movement. The song will be a guide to you. If you are not going to be able to sing, you must know that a sickness gnaws at the depths of your spiritual being, or that life has filled your innocent soul with sins. And if you cannot rid yourself of these sins, you ought to step aside, leaving your place to those who can sing.